to Mark Out of 10, Season 2, Episode 3, and what a week it's been in the world of wrestling, fresh out the Royal Rumble and on the road to WrestleMania, with a little pit stop at Elimination Chamber. We have had a lot of feedback saying that you, the listeners, love us talking about wrestling news, current affairs, so alongside the list we are going to discuss the Rumble, the fallout from it, and then discuss what's going to happen next for the first time ever with our fantasy booking on the road to the Chamber, and ultimately the biggest WrestleMania ever, XL number 40. We also have a little thing that's our top 10 list of wrestlers' entrance music, whether the first few chords gets you pumped, or you just like the tune. All will be covered in our list, and more. But first, I'm the junior journalistic juggernaut, your wrestling podcasting print shields, and introducing my co-host, the man that when the glass breaks he has to buy another drink, the man who makes Meltzer look like a curtain jerker, the housewife's favourite heel, Hoxie. How we doing, Hoxie? I'm doing really good, mate. I'm doing really good. We've just been having discussions, haven't we, about this list? Um, it's, 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 it, we say this every time, but this legitimately is 100% the most difficult list I've had, me personally, I've had to do. In the past week since we recorded, I've had three different lists on this, and not one of my entries have been the same. It's brutal. Yeah, I've it was saying that I've had at one point there was over 30. There was probably close to 35 on this list. So I've not any mini mini mode it, but not too, not too far off. Um, we were still doing this little peek behind the curtain guys. We were still updating these lists about 35 seconds ago. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh my God, dude. I'm fucking pumped for this though, mate. I'm so excited. Like I literally, Oh, all it's week so I've been like, we should do it this day, we should do it this day. It's wicked. And obviously, like you say, we've got a lot of other stuff to talk about as well, mate. What do you want to talk about? What do we want to talk about? Indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's definitely been a big week in wrestling. But first, before we go into all that, though, um, we're going to do a plug here of um, something that you sent me earlier on today. Um, yep. It's a podcast that legitimately almost made me piss my pants laughing <laughs> just the, even the first 20 minutes of it like you, you know it was ridiculously funny so um it's called the weird arseholes podcast and it's a podcast that's brought forward by award-winning uk character comedians and the creators of gary poundland so if you're around um sort of tamworth area i believe he, he's massive around that area correct me if black I'm wrong, country Hobbs. black yeah. country west midlands yeah, yeah. Well, there you go um, so it's Gary Poundland and friends. So a massive shout out to Jack Kerwin, Andrew McBurney and Paul Palmer. Uh, if you've listened to our podcast in the past, you know that Paul was actually the first person to write into the show and talk about how he enjoyed it. So thank you very much to Paul for that. As I said, I almost pissed my pants at the latest episode talking about yeah. the rumble and Vince McMahon stuff. It was, it was just really, really good. So thank you to Hoxie for passing that on to me. It's really awesome. <laughs> this isn't like a dick sucking um, shout out. This is... You have to go and listen to those 20 minutes. I would probably say that they said everything that we wanted to say on the last show, <laughs> but we <laughs> we chose not to go down that route. So um, we'll leave you with that. But yeah, it's um, it's it's pretty fucking brilliant. It's pretty good. So yeah, so good, so so yeah. good. Yeah, as I say, they were talking about the McMahon stuff and the Royal Rumble. And speaking of the Royal Rumble, Hoxie, me and you, we we settled down together at the beginning of the week. We we had a social media blackout. We didn't watch the Rumble live, but we had a social media blackout, and we got together on Monday, was it? 
Was it Monday? It was Monday night. Yep, Monday, Monday night. Monday night, and we watched the Royal Rumble together. We didn't record it. We didn't do like our watch along type thing. We just sat and watched it as a couple of wrestling fans. And what we're going to do now is we're going to go through and just give us our thoughts on the Rumble, so each individual match, the Rumble in general. But before we get into that, what were your general thoughts of the Rumble? I fucking loved it, mate. I thought it was brilliant. Like, I know we, we've spoke about obviously this bef- before on here, haven't we? Like, I was I was looking forward to the show, but it it really did exceed my expectations. I was really really happy with it, and it felt watching it back. We'll obviously we'll go into it a little bit more, but it it actually made me feel like a kid again. Yeah, and I said it's a bit weird, but it just made me like it gave me all the nostalgia, but it gave me all the feels, but it was using like good modern day like stuff it was <laughs> it was really really good i loved it mate really enjoyed it what about you yeah i, I think it was really good it, i think it was one of those ones with especially the men's rumble i had no idea who's going to win it mm-hmm. you know which was a novel it's been a novelty for the rumble and wrestling in general in terms of we don't actually know who's going to win it. Like in years gone by, like last year, it was obvious Cody was going to win it. There was no one else who was, who was going to take that opportunity away from him, you know. And just years gone by, you've, you know, we all know it's predetermined, and we're smart fans, right? And we know where the where it's going, you know, peeking behind the curtain, as you said before. So yeah, it's um, it's been really really cool. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't all great. There were bits of it that we will certainly talk about. Um in a little second but of, again a sort of breaking news piece um it's going to be quite a wwe heavy talk tonight i think just um because of the age that we are and you know the, the amount of wrestling that we focused on I, I, well, that's from my point of view anyway but there was a bit of breaking news tonight well today that um apparently in AEW, mr tony khan our favorite booker has got another big announcement hoxie oh it's just easy I don't know. He's signed another fucking janitor for the toilets or some <laughs> bullshit like that. It's we like, are going to be wrestling on next week's show. What? Isn't that go without saying, Tony? Yeah, but it's going to be bigger and better wrestling. Yay! He's a knob. Guy's you, a fucking knob. He's an absolute bellend. But I, I yeah. think this is. I think this is down to again just my perception. This is down to how successful the WWE like Royal Rumble was. You know, we had again. We'll talk about it in more detail. Jade Cargill making her, her long away debut in WWE. Then we had, and, and you you said it yourself. You know, the best main event in AEW history: Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk <laughs> in the Royal Rumble. You know, and he's yeah. it, it, like. He's like the spoiled brat, you know, it's like, oh, look at me, it's like, I've got an announcement to make. It's like, well, is it an announcement? You know, every other announcement that he's made, I can't think of one that's legitimately went, holy shit, that's a great announcement, you know, it's, it's been... Not since that- Wembley, not since the Wembley, the original Wembley one, the first yeah, Wembley one. the first one, yeah. Yeah, apart from that, it's been meh, meh. Yeah, and to be honest, I, you know, we're talking about... Um, this is the difference in terms of not knowing what's coming because I don't know what Tony Khan's special announcement is going to be, and to be honest, I don't give a fuck. It's like, it's like <laughs> let's call a spade a spade, right? It's like I don't actually care a whole lot. Um, so yeah, but we'll wait and see what it is, and obviously, if it is a big announcement, we'll, we'll discuss it regardless um, in next week's podcast. So that's something to tune into, chat. Um, yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd mention that because it is sort of 
an AEW type thing uh, that we're going to talk about. Okay, so moving on, we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble. And yep. successful show, as we said, the first matchup was the Women's Rumble. And there's a few different points I've got noted down here that we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, probably the first point I want to talk about is Naomi. She made her long-awaited return to WWE. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to piss a lot of people off here, but I don't get the hype. From that performance in the Royal Rumble, the return of Naomi was bullshit. I just, I don't, I don't get it. She was slow. She was sloppy. It just, it just didn't do anything for me. I, I don't know what you think. Um, she was shite. <laughs> <laughs> long and long and short of it, she was, she was absolutely fucking dreadful. Um, I, I, do, I'm gonna be like, not like a con, a cons. <clears throat> Excuse me, like conspiracy guy or anything. That's not the po- like. That's not probably not the word. But Jay, is it Jay or Jimmy? Who's a husband? Who's a fella? The Usos. One of the, Us- yeah, one of the Usos. Yeah, one of the Usos. Obviously, they're doing quite well at the minute, aren't they? They're in a quite a featured spot. They're probably got a lot of stroke being involved in all the stuff that they're doing. I would imagine probably one of the main reasons why she's back there is, or yeah. it will have a little bit to do with it, is because of that. But I agree with what you're saying, mate. She was, we were watching it and it was, it was like she was wrestling in fucking treacle. And the amount of time she done that, like, leg split, split leg, like, drop down head jawbreaker thing was just obscene. Like, we, if we were taking a shot every time she'd done it, we would have been getting our stomachs pumped by the end that's of this the fucking thing, yeah. rumble. It was that's one of the things I've got there. It's the case of, any, and if you haven't seen it, go and watch the women's rumble. Um, and any offensive move, that Naomi did, it always ended with a sort of split-legged thing where she was sitting flat on the ground. Like, she, her, her legs were at, what, 45 degrees angles type, type thing. Every single offensive move that ended up with her on the ground, her selling was fucking just atrocious. It just... What she wanted to get... It's like, what she wanted to get over was, like, her flexibility. Like, so whenever she was selling a move, it was like she deliberately contorted herself in such a way that just looked really rubbish. So, yeah, it's... Um, but, you know, Naomi's back. Um, don't get me wrong, I think she's a very talented individual, right? She is talented. I just think you can tell that she's been in the sort of indies or she's been in a TNA or Impact where this, the pace potentially isn't as quick or just isn't as fluid as the WWE. Again, just my opinion. And hopefully over time she will sort of get her pace back a little bit. But, yeah, just what wasn't for me a great debut for Naomi, I think. Three out of ten at most for me, I would have thought. Yeah, it was it was poor. It was poor. But her entrance is amazing. The the, the whole like neon light yeah. thing and all. I mean that that's the black light stuff. That's really cool. But yeah, I just don't get it. Didn't get it before. Don't get it now. All the, the sizzle. Right. All the sizzle. Uh, hi. All the sizzle. None of the steak. Talking of steaks, I've just had a steak in the hotel room where I'm staying today. Um, recording this in a hotel in the middle of nowhere, uh, and it was absolutely minging. I'm fuming. I'm oh, such no, a really? I wasn't, mate. I'm in a bad mood. The food was grim. The chips were undercooked, and the steak was overcooked. Bastards. <laughs> Motherfucker. Goddamn. <laughs> Fucking. Double cheese, double onion. <laughs> <laughs> double bacon, motherfucker. 
I love a bit of corny. Uh, anyway, we're talking about overhyped in terms of Naomi's performance, but the flip side to that coin is the woman that beat her at TNA in order to become the TNA Women's Champion, Jordan Grace. Mate, she... this, is on my, this is like top of the fucking piece of paper of my notes. See the little segue I did, though? Like, uh, that's, uh, you see what I mean? Uh, journalism, top, top, top journalism. Yeah, um, but yeah, Jordan Grace was fucking incredible she, she was sick smashed she was it. so good yeah, yeah she was so good so After good yours. yeah on you go but uh, well, I, I i can't really <laughs> if obviously she's the she's the knockouts champion the tna champion uh, women's champion yeah usually the wwe they don't necessarily like to and obviously this is a different wwe we're talking about now very different um we there's this post fence and like pre-Vince, isn't they? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> AV and fucking BV. Um, so Pre like defecation, post-defecation. I know defecation before <laughs> prepping. Um, so, <laughs> um, I've completely lost it. So sorry. <laughs> oh dear. So they don't usually like putting other people's talent over strong, right? Um, but they did. Like she, she lasted a long time. She was in yeah. there early. She had some really cool spots and like high spots in the, in in, in the uh, in the rumble. There was a bit with her and the um, oh my god, this is going to be really bad. The girl from NXT with the dreads, the the muscly one, where the um, blue and black, the blue and black. Ah, oh, this is so bad. That's the one. They had like their little spot together with the two like muscly girls and. The other bit where they done the stalling suplexes, like with, with someone else, it was it was so good. She was sick, and she's I do really really think she's very very good. Um, I, it's surprising she hasn't been signed already a long time ago because of because of the way she works and the way she looks. Um, yeah. I think when that contract runs out, she's going to be straight there. To be fair, she done really well. Really I said well. To you, it was the best audition that she could have ever done in her life. Oh, to be honest, yeah. And yeah. What I, what I said at the very beginning of the, well, about halfway through the rumble, up until like Becky Lynch and, and sort of the big hitters came into the rumble, she was head and shoulders above every single one of the women that were in that. So to yeah. about halfway through, I would have thought, and you know, there, there's no other sort of greater praise you can get. And you're absolutely right. I think it's a totally different WWE because, you know, they've done it before. They've done the, 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 they crossed the forbidden door, you know, with Mickey James coming on with the title. And I think, it just opens opportunities, and I think I'll be very, very surprised if we don't see Jordan Grace in a WWE ring in the near future competing for the title because she is absolutely outstanding. And, yeah, fair play to TNA for putting the, the belt on her um, for Naomi going. Long way to continue. It, it, it sounds really weird, but it, it would actually give me a reason to go and watch TNA, you know, because she was it's... that good in the Rumble. Yeah. I mean, they are doing some like pretty good stuff over there. Like they're, they're they're having some good matches. They're doing some good shows. Like they've got some good talent signed. So they might be a bit of a sleeping giant at the minute. To be fair, they really might be. So it's worth worth keeping a one eye or a little a little bombastic side eye on TNA. So yeah, aye, aye. we'll see what's going on. 
Um, obviously, it wasn't all just like serious wrestling. There was obviously the truth segment, um, introducing, like, interrupting Sarah Logan or um, Valhalla's um, entrance, which was funny. <laughs> he thought he was in the, he thought he was in the wrong oh, rumble. Brilliant. That, it, was, <laughs> it was so good. There, there was a bit where he entered the rumble. He, he got, he's out, and then yeah, you actually hear him say to Adam Pierce, "It's like." You try to tell me they're all women in there? It's like, holy <laughs> shit. You can, it's 2024 truth. You can't say that. Fucking hell. Uh, mm-hmm. truth, truth is one of the best things in WWE at the moment. He's so fucking good. The stuff he's doing with Judgment Day and the Miz at the moment is fucking phenomenal. I love him. I love our truth um, He is like the modern, I say the modern era. It's like he's, he's old as fuck. Uh, but, you know, he's the sort of Santino Morella character um, yeah. just now. And yeah. I think, I think it's, it's a really good character to have because Triple H is obviously really, really good in terms of long-term booking and, you know, the serious aspect of it. But he gets the comedic side of wrestling as well because you obviously with his experience of DX, etc., especially the later DX. So, yeah, really love a bit of R-Truth. But for me, the star of the Women's Rumble or the stars were Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Yeah. Fucking so good. There how many times were we popping watching the watching yeah. them? Just so good. The 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 fact that obviously last year Chelsea was like she got eliminated eliminated really quick, didn't she? So they like played on that, but they kept her in there for ages, but not through being like good, quote unquote. It was just like sheer luck and like slipping on the odd banana peel and stuff. It was <laughs> so funny. It was so, so well funny. Done. It was there was a bit where Piper Niven she uh, she got squashed in the corner. It was like Nia Jax or something. Yeah, and Piper Niven come over and she was trying to wake her up. She was going, "Wake up, Gucci! I've got a sail on." Or something. <laughs> Louis Vuitton have got a sail on. Like it's just brilliant. Like there is a there is a bum for every seat, right? And there's it, the wrestling is the circus. The, the bottom line, you bring it down to it, is the circus. You've got your yep. trapeze, you've got your fucking whatever. You know what I mean? You, you, your strong man. You got your strong man, you, and you've got your clowns and all that sort of stuff. And it was just, yeah, it was great. That that theme all the way through, and it just got to a different level when Piper came in. It was good. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, really good fun. Yeah, I think Chelsea Green is really coming into her own with that particular character. I, I know you don't like um, Samantha Irvin, the the announcer, but. You know, she's she's brought back the Chelsea Green, like that that sort oh, of announcement. Yeah. And mm. I know but we, we won't talk about Samantha I know you don't <laughs> like her, but you know, I think she's just Chelsea Green is playing that character to an absolute T and yeah, fair play to her. Really in, in my opinion, she did steal the show in terms of there were so many memorable moments from there. It was just outstanding. Um another point I've got is the long awaited debut of Jade Cargill. She looked amazing looked a million bucks fucking like if you were to draw a like a women's wrestling star on a piece of paper you're gonna get somewhere near jade cargill um she's got she literally has got star like she's got that aura that charisma that like the it factor there's a a lot of people say like oh they've got it or they're missing it or whatever she might not be the best in the ring, whatever. Some of the best pro wrestlers of all time haven't been the greatest workers, the greatest wrestlers. Hogan wasn't. Cena isn't the greatest, like, in terms of moves or whatever. But you don't necessarily need that. You just need to connect connection. 
and Jake you've got to know sick. your limitations, right? That, yeah. That's as a wrestler, yeah. you've got to know your five moves of doom, right? She'll have a five moves of doom, and she'll make fucking millions with it. So, I am going to put myself over here a little bit, though, mate. I did call Jade coming in, and I also called her fucking exact number as well. So, yeah, yeah. high five to me, number twenty-eight, Jade Cargill. I, I, I really did have a strong feeling she was going to win it, but she had a really strong show in, and she fucked off Nia Jax. Is it Nia Jax she got rid of? Yeah, we were really worried. Refrigerator. Yeah, there we was a moment really in time. Yeah, we were, we were going quiet on a couple of occasions, thinking, oh, please, no. This I there's no. a few sentences that are like, Hawks, they, they, they can't. She, she can't, can she? No, it's not happening. No, please, no. But there, no. There, there were certain yes. <laughs> Good God, no. But yeah, there were certain moments with Jade in terms of, you know, like she did the, the, the strongman press up against like Bianca Belair, you know. Um, so yeah. I, I reckon that's probably going to be the first feud. Either that. I'm really disappointed they didn't sort of pull the trigger on her full debut because I don't think she did appear in Raw. I didn't watch all of Raw. Um, but I'm just disappointed they're not pulling the trigger with her now. It was the perfect opportunity for her to debut. You know, it wasn't a one-on-one -on -one match, so like any sort of um, like deficiencies in her ability will be able to be masked quite easily. In my opinion, again, that's just my thoughts. Um, but yeah, going back to like the five moves of Doom, I think the move away from AEW is the best thing that could have happened for her because simply. AEW caters to a certain audience who enjoy the spots, right? And I don't think she's she's got that in her bag. Like you say, it's five moves of doom. She's not gonna she's not gonna do a fucking triple twist, Lenny Shavitz rim job thing, you know. Um, so WWE for her just now, and with the people that she'll be able to go in the ring with, like a Bailey, like a Becky Lynch, Charlotte when she comes back, you know real experience in the ring I think it's only going to make her improve even more and it's definitely a star for the future Yeah, she, she, she was she was training up with um, Natalia, wasn't she, up at the, yeah. the dungeon and stuff and um, if you're going to get if you're going to get sort of set on the right path by a women's wrestler, it's, Natalia's going to sort you out, right? Yep, she really absolutely. is so, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what she does in WWE. When they signed her originally, it was a, it was a great move for both of them. Like, it, yeah, I'm just, she looked amazing when she came out. I, her look is just phenomenal. She's, yeah, she's hotter than the fucking the surface of the sun as well for me. But that's why the buy. <laughs> but she's just, yeah, she's, she's just amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. She's, she's got it. That's what, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. it is. She's don't make, there's a lot. You look at that Royal Rumble, like towards the end, there was a lot of talent in there. A lot of talent. Some of the guys that came in from um, from like the NXT, um, mm -hmm. uh, Starks. Uh, yeah, um, Zoe Starks. Zoe Starks, she looked really good. She didn't look out of place there at all. No. I'm, I'm excited to see what she's doing. And um this is going to sound really bad now. I'm so bad with names, guys. I will, <laughs> unless I really, really care. <laughs> bad with names, but the blonde girl, the one who came in wearing all the pink and started doing all the crazy stuff late on. Um, fuck's sake! And I was like, "Is she English?" She's basically like Maria May on steroids, basically. Not necessarily steroids, but like she. No, she's Maria May. Um. That isn't from Wish.com. But yeah, <laughs> just surf NXT. There's there's a lot of guys there. It was good. Really good. Excited. Let's see if we can find. So let's have a look. Um, 
Is there anything else on your list? I mean, there, there are a couple of things we could talk about in terms of the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, I was surprised Bailey won it, mate. We'll we'll go in, we'll go yeah, straight yeah. away for like the winner and stuff. I was really, really not surprised, surprised but not shocked because she's been one of the best things for a number of years. She's been involved with the whole like she had a little group, didn't she? Yeah, she. She's had all this stuff that she's been doing outside of the ring. She's been managing. She's been working. She's the whole thing that she had through the pandemic when she was like, she was doing some commentary and stuff at one point. She was having yep. a mess around with like Michael Cole. She was even doing that in the Rumble, like shouting, like, Michael, Michael, are you watching it? <laughs> it was just like, it's it's so good. And fair play to her. Like, she's, she's one of the best women's wrestlers they've got. She was that initial. Um, sort of quote unquote women's revolution. One of them wasn't she with with Charlotte and Becky and coming through the ranks of NXT and Sasha and and doing doing all that good stuff. And I'm really I'm happy. Like I'm really happy she's um she's got she's got an opportunity now and to go go mania and and sort of show what she's all about. And the story's already written, isn't it? Because it's her mate who's who's the champ who she's going to be resting probably. So yeah, it'd be good fun. Good fun. I'm just. Uh... I've got something on my list here that I've sort of skipped over, but it links into the Bailey win. There was a Kabuki Warrior fuck up, right? Now, oh god, yeah. Right, so there was a bit with um, Asuka I about that. and um, Kyrie Sane, was it? Was it yes. Kyrie? So, do you th- do you think Bailey was scheduled to win it because you know, or was the fuck up like an audible after that? Because there's different ways it could have went, you know. Obviously, they're all part of. Um, oh my god, I can't the even remember. Warriors or whatever it's called. Yeah, but what's, the, the, what's the name of their, their stable? Um, uh, uh, I don't know. One minute, caller. Um, but yeah, so what what happened is Kyrie saying sort of done like a bit of a to and fro thing with Asuka, and there must have been obviously like a save, like a Kofi Kingston esque sort of save thing. And she ended up like hanging off the edge of the apron like a fucking spider monkey. <laughs> she was just like hanging off the edge, like oh my god! Fair play to her. She fucking held on for a long time. Yeah. Um. But she dropped off, and then Asuka was like saying to some of the other girls, like, fucking, well. "Come and get me! Come and get me!" Like <laughs> you can even see her like gesture to one of them, like, "Come here! Come here!" And like put me off the apron. So damage control. <sighs> damage control. Of course it is. So you've got who would you thought would have won it then? Well, Asuka or Kyrie. Potentially, I mean, I'm, because what it could have done, because there's been lots of sort of dissension, dissension in, in the sort of damage control just now, because Bailey's the only one without a title, yeah? So they could have, again, put in Booker hat, my Booker hat on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they could have had someone from damage control win it, you know, and then Bailey going like fucking Tonto because they are, and then she would eventually challenge the, the women's champion in damage control, you know, some, something along those lines. Those lines is like, why did you guys not support? me to win it in order to challenge Rhea for example and then it could have it could have went that way I, I don't know I'm, I'm just guessing I just don't know if if they were scheduled to go out at that stage and an audible was called I guess we'll never know really so um, but yeah I, I'm more than happy with Bailey winning the rumble I think Bailey I think if she goes for her and Rhea I'll have a really good match um, because it's that sort of un- Bailey would be the underdog right because it's like because Rhea is just different gravy. She's a she's a bigger athlete. 
and it's it's going to be similar to how Bailey was against like Charlotte in NXT when they had some bangers of matches. So yeah, I, I'm more than happy with Bailey winning it. But it'd be interesting to see if that was the actual way it was supposed to go. It's an interesting prospect, mate. But I, I'm just thinking, would they have? Just I, I'm just thinking from like planning a match, like planning the match out. If it was that much of like the the outcome of the match was going to be based on that, would they have done so much of a sort of bigger high spot with that sort of jeopardy on the line? You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's just also the way, I, if you look at the end of the Rumble, how she won it, you know, obviously um, Jade got eliminated by Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, mm -hmm. obviously Liv Morgan made a return at number 30. Um, Liv Morgan was like basically on the apron and all Bailey did was just sort of like kick her out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't mm. know. You know, let us know what you guys point. think as well. If you're mm -hmm. listening, um, you can email us at wrestlemark10 at gmail.com or tweet us at mark underscore out of 10. Or this will be on YouTube, so make sure you uh, sub to us on YouTube and comment down below. So, yeah, the Women's Royal Rumble, massive success for me, Hawks. Yeah, I think, and, and we'll probably get to this, this was better than the Men's Rumble. Yes. We said that, didn't we? Yep. We, we said, said that, that when we were chatting about it, and I, I agree, mate. Um, it was there was there wasn't slow spots in this rumble. In the men's one, there was quite of quite a lot of slow spots, uh, and it was it was it's way much. It was way more fun. Like we obviously talked about some of the guys in it and stuff. It was yeah, it was way way more fun. Good, the women's good division crack. looks so strong for WWE. You yeah, know, it, it looks really. Yeah, if you compare it, and again, I don't want to do a comparison with AEW because it's 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 not about that. It's about the Rumble, obviously. The women's division in AEW is really, really poor again. You know, there was a stage where you thought with Britt Baker and Tony Storm and you know Soraya, formerly known as Paige, coming into it, it was going to get really strong. But you know, I, I, it's one of those ones. It's probably going back to the very beginning um, when Riho was like the the champ and it just it just didn't look right whereas the women's strength and depth is really really cool nxt have got a really good thing and the main roster is really strong so yeah really exciting time for the women's division yeah can't can't have much more to that mate can't have much more to that at all sorry Hawks, i'm sort of just i'm talking all the pish so no stop me. you're not you're not at all mate you're not at all it's uh it's good it's just we we're agreeing i can't really yeah. add much more if we're in agreement mate <clears throat> Okay, okay. Then moving on, the second match on the card. There was only four matches on the card, but the second match mm -hmm. was for the undisputed WWE Universe. Is it Universe? Yes, yeah, Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. <laughs> versus Ellie Knight. Yeah. Versus AJ Styles. Uh, I tell you what, it did have right out of the bat um, when all the guys were all in there and everything was all said and done. It had a big, big fight feel, big match mm -hmm. feel. Um, not one of those guys was out of place being in that level of match. You would think, like, obviously, with Randy coming out, like, he's a huge star. AJ Styles, same again. He's held the title before. He's been around. He's a huge star. LA Knight's like the new kid on the block. Could he, Would he sort of get mixed, like, um, lost hidden? in the shuffle? Lost in that, in that, and then obviously you got Reigns who came out with that amazing entrance and the music and all that sort of stuff. The big, big deal. Um, to me, like LA Knight shone. Obviously, they 
they they got him over strong in the in the layout of the match and stuff. But he he did not. He looked like he'd been doing this. But yeah, has been doing it a long time. But he looked like he was at the top for yeah. fifteen years. You know what I mean? Like he looked like one of the guys, one of a like one of a guy, like the guys in the in the in the fucking Fed. It was amazing. Um, Randy Orton. I don't know what's happened, but he looks about six inches taller than he did when he fucking left. And he is, I don't, well, I do know what happened here, but he's fucking huge. He's huge. a big boy. Huge. Um, and yeah, mate, I, I thought the match was really good. There's a, I've seen a few things and a couple of people that I've spoke to said, oh, they didn't really like it or whatever. I thought it was fucking great. Um, I didn't like the Sokoa thing. Oh, don't yeah, need it. We, 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 we had a chat about it, didn't we? We were talking about it at the time and they didn't need it. He, he He's running the risk. Um, we were both in agreement with this. He's running the risk of, well, I would say now he's already got that go away heat. Like, being yeah, yeah. it's just like the crowd, just like, oh, it wasn't like, boo, like we fucking hate you. It was, oh, God, not again. Please fuck off. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, God. Um, yeah, great story. Everyone got their shit in. Everyone had a, had a moment. Everyone had a high spot. Um, the the near falls and false finishes were fucking brilliant. Um, I love LA Knight's finish is so good. He look he he's got a, an attitude and a swagger. He he. I'm gonna make a really big claim now, and people will probably slate me for this. He has got like stone cold level attitude and swagger about him. I fucking love it. I'm not saying he's stone cold. It's just the way he is. Like that attitude and that charisma and that level of like, like I'm a fucking big deal and I know it and fuck what you lot think. It's just yeah, it's so good and I man, I, I I loved it. I thought it was great. It was a great match. Really, really rated it. I was a little bit. I'm not a massive fan of four way matches at all, um, but I was really intrigued as to what they were going to do and it did not disappoint for me. Really yeah. good. I enjoyed it, mate. Really enjoyed it. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was in from it. I agree with you, four-way matches are never my favourite sort of match. I always think it's sort of cheap and lazy booking a little way, a little bit. Um, you know, it's a case of... We need to get loads of people involved. Yeah, exactly. Like, get them, get them in. Um, as you say, everybody got their bits in. LA Knight is a superstar now. We discussed this as well when we were watching it. We've always said that you don't need the belt in order to be a star. For me, I think LA Knight, with one of the belts, one of the big belts, would be money for WWE because he has that swagger. Like you say, he's got the Stone Cold sort of attitude, but he's got rock charisma. And, you know, if you go back to the Attitude Era, when you see the rock come out on the stage with his open Versace shirt, with the belt over his shoulder, it was just something amazing about that. It, it, it was part of the rock's character. I think it's exactly the same with LA Knight. I think, I said at the beginning, with the Royal Rumble, we didn't know who was going to win it. This match, we knew what was going to happen. We knew the result, right? Mm -hmm. And there was always a, a, a there was always a possibility that someone was going to look really, really weak. And I agree with you. No one looked weak. Everybody looked strong. I think the beginning of the match, entrances were great, but the beginning of the match where Reigns was sitting in the corner and they sort of teased the little dissension between um, AJ and LA Knight. And you saw Roman's facials. And I think Roman Reigns is doing some of the best stuff he's done since he started. 
Like his facials are on point, his psychology's on point, and he was sort of smirking away because those two were going to go at it. Mm-hmm. And then it was that attitude era esque head turn where all three of them just look at Roman Reigns and you see the sort of the blood filter away from his face. It was just absolutely magic. And then obviously the match, the solo interference, the match didn't need it because if you look at the finish, solo was nothing to do with the finish. No. Nope. Right? Completely, nope. completely unnecessary. It is ruining solo, um, but again, it, this links back to like the worst finishers, the Samoan Spike. He should be, an ab- <laughs> he should be an absolute monster, right? And he's not. He, he's he's just he's Reigns' bitch at the moment, and you know, it's I, I don't know what needs to happen. I, I think a turn on Roman Reigns is just far too obvious. Yeah, I think it's, it's too on the nose, isn't it? It's yeah, weird exactly. on the nose. Yeah. Um, what needs to happen is potentially someone just taking him out of the game and I'm resetting. So once the bloodline, whenever if that finishes, if if the rock eventually comes into it and the bloodline storyline finishes, put solo out of commission, put him to NXT, repackage, rebrand, just go again and just dominate. I think that's what needs to happen. Um, but would yeah, you put overall... him to NXT? Would you drop him down that far? Or would you just let him go away, learn a new hold and come back and just be a badass and do it the right way? The way they should have done it. I mean, what they've done, if you think about what, what have they done with um, Baron Corbin going back down to NXT? You know, they've done it with Dolph Ziggler going back to NXT. They did it with... Um... I think that's, that's late on in the game. That's for different reasons. I think... I think but, not but like the, the thing. Yeah, the thing yeah. is Sorry the same. In, you know, but... no, no, no. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. But I think they could use the same mentality. They could, they could just go down. I mean, they could use it as a sort of platform. If when I say take him out of the game, make it an NXT star that's close to the main roster. You know, they interfere. They take him out of the game for whatever reason. He goes back, beats fuck it, and then, then there's a storyline there in order to progress them up to the main event. And you, you know, j- j- just something. They just need to do something with them because this whole yeah. interfering and everyone arranges these matches just doesn't do it for me. Because um, Reigns doesn't wrestle very often, so when you do, no. it's it's a, it's special. It's a spectacle. It's it's a it, it's a it's an occasion, isn't it? Yeah. And if you have if you have that, it. It takes away, like I know they're, t- they're the one of the longest reigning wrestlers and all that sort of stuff. Like you're taking that away by doing that. Yeah. Um, and it's I know heels will heal, and th- th- that's the way to do it. You get your your fucking your people involved, your your um, stable or what, whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I get I get that, but that's for like your chicken shit heel. Roman yeah, Reigns is not a chicken shit heel. Roman Reigns is your guy and, and has been for a long time and going to be a while to come or whatever. So you don't treat that guy like that and you don't have him sort of work and job out like that. I just think it's strange. I I mean, who, who the fuck am I to question what the WWE are doing? But I just, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't make sense. Um, and it just gives me massive go away heat. It really does. If you don't agree with me, guys, genuinely get involved. Like yeah, totally. Mark underscore out of ten. Send the emails in. Comment on the on the YouTube or the Spotify or whatever you need to do. Get involved. But I just, yeah, the solo thing is it needs it needs to stop. Whatever way it goes, it's but yes, yeah, that's 
the easiest way to put it. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking boring. But I will say, see the spot where he was going to smash through AJ Styles through the barricade, and AJ moved, mm-hmm. and he went flying through, and he just about wiped out Samantha. Holy shit. That was a holy shit moment, because he fucking rattled through that side barrier, right? That was my favourite part of the match, because he nearly fucking wiped her out. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> For those who don't know, Hoxie does not like Samantha Orman. Just saying. She's shit. She's fucking human dog shit. Absolutely (laughs) dreadful. (laughs) Fuck off. I hate her, honestly. I hate her. Yeah, in the sea. Deep in the sea. So Roman Reigns went over, obviously. (laughs) We saw that happening. Uh, We're going to talk about what's next for Roman Reigns when we do the sort of... um, the, the next stages what, what am i looking for the the fallout etc so we'll, we'll mm-hmm. touch upon that just now that will be in between our list uh, next up the third match on the card was logan paul versus kevin owens for the united states championship um now it was a very difficult match to go on after you know four bona fide superstars in terms of reigns la knight aj and randy orton but the match held its own man i really enjoyed this match as well um, I'll say it again. I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'll say it in the future. Um, I fucking hate how good Logan Paul is. Yep. The the guy is just incredibly good. For people who don't this is not me shitting on people who haven't wrestled. This I'll pre I'll preface this straight away. For people who haven't got into a ring, into a wrestling ring and, and either trained or actually had a match. It's very, you, you watch it think, oh, that's easy. I can fucking body slam someone or I can fucking do a DDT or do, run the ropes or whatever. It is a lot harder than you think. It really is. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you it really is. For him to be that good, that quick at doing all of this and whether he's been talked through the matches, which he will be probably, but having that, the, the, the wherewithal, the understanding, the belief in his own talent, the, the 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 application of the psychology, the application of selling, the investing people who are watching the match to actually invest in what's happening and people think it isn't, oh, it's just Logan Paul fucking being a twat. Like, it is so difficult to do. It's really, really, really hard. And for him to come in and do what he's doing is is that there hasn't, there's not many people that have done this. In, in the, if you think about how many wrestlers that you've seen in your life or how many wrestlers there are in the world, there is, you can probably count on one hand the amount of people who have done what Logan Paul has done. Um, it's amazing. And the match was good. It fucking Steen welcomed him, didn't he? He gave yeah. him a big old welcome to the business. So um, he's wrestled other guys that maybe haven't sort of worked with him the way that Kevin Owens, Steen, Michael, uh, Kevin Steen. He, he is very, very obviously brought up on the indies, very old school guy um in terms of that sort of indie mindset that respect mindset he beat fuck out of logan paul all you gotta do is look at his chest it was Mm. yeah it was nice it was nice to see not for i don't condone people hazing and getting beaten up and stuff but that was like what you would have what would happen to you on your first show in the indies if you know what i mean like you get the big old big old bear like fucking experienced guy would just rough not rough you up but just welcome you in like this is how tough it actually is mate 
you might have had your nice little training matches and stuff, but this is the fucking big leagues now. Like, if you want to hang, this is how it goes. It was good, but it was a good match, really good match. They worked the hand, didn't they, with the psychology, with yep. the hand, the broken hand, and I loved the finish, mate. I don't know if you were yep. going to talk about the finish, but I just, I loved the finish. It was brilliant, really good. You know, yeah, I mean, I've got it written down as well. It's like, I'll, I'll just quickly go on. It's, you, you were talking about, like, you know, Logan Paul being the art of selling and stuff, and he's, he's really selling well. He fucking had to in that because he was getting it's, hit fucking hard, right? Probably wasn't selling. But they're in. <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. Oh, um, but yeah, I agree with you. I thought the finish was brilliant. So if you didn't know, um, Logan Paul was attempted to cheat using brass knucks, um, but Kevin Owens stole the brass knucks, knocked him out. He, he was getting counted one, two. Referee saw the brass knucks, disqualify Kevin Owens. I haven't seen that finish in a long, long time. Um, I, I genuinely can't remember the last time I saw that finish. In, in it was, just, it was just a really good, like, very, very sort of territory, old school, um, almost like a bit of a, not a dusty finish, if you know what I mean, yeah. but just a little bit, just a little bit naughty and a little bit different and a bit, I was just, I loved it. I was fucking brilliant. Great. It, it, the old switch, the old switcheroo. The old switcheroo. <laughs> and and, and that, I said to you when we were watching it, it was like, the camera work in WWE is yes. impeccable, right? Because yes. the camera position was in the corner, it looked at it and you saw the referee's face turn and change and see the brass knocks and it was just perfection. It was just mm -hmm. outstanding. You know, if that was, was AEW, they'd be fucking, the camera would be on someone in the, in the crowd. crowd. Yeah. Whatever crowd there is there. Um, oh, woo! Meow. Um, yeah, so the, the two <laughs> things that we said, when was the last time you saw that? It was that finish, and it was also a side rushing leg sweep in the Reigns match, in if the, you remember. Right, yes, it was LA Knight done a side yep. rushing leg sweep. Yep. When have you seen that? You know, it's, I know it's part of his move arsenal, but it's it's just so good. That That's the shit we like. So, um, apparently, rumours are Kevin Owens actually wrestled with a broken foot in that match. So he, Did he? Apparently he broke his foot against Santos Escobar in SmackDown um, on the like the sort of go home episode. Um, uh, sorry, on, on January fifth. Sorry, um, so he, he's been wrestling or, or interacting with broken a broken foot. So yeah, it's, um, interesting. I just, again, it just shows you how how good Kevin Owens is. I, I mean, I know he gets a lot, he gets shot on a lot, and in terms of his attitude and stuff, and I think he burnt a lot of bridges when he was in the Indies that like you talked about before. Yeah, big time. I think he is. He is he is one of the sort of benchmarks in terms of old school wrestler and modern day wrestling, which is quite cool. So I've got a lot of time for Kevin Owens. I think he's really good. He's uh, he looked in good shape as well. Yeah, we were talking about this. He he looks like he's dropped a couple of LBs as well. So fair play to him. And he he, he gets it, man. You look at the I, stuff he done with Stone Cold at Mania and all that. Like he he fucking gets it. I think, that's really where the, I think that's where this old switcheroos came from, though, right? It's a case of if you can get put into a match with arguably the biggest superstar of all time, and, you know, you still look strong, and, you know, by all accounts, Stone Cold wanted him in the match, and, you know, he's he's given him sort of permission to use the stunner. Dude, imagine getting the rub from Stone Cold Steve well, Austin. There you go, Come you know, on. it's like, Fuck, I think there has some, you know, people <laughs> mature at different stages, right? And maybe that was mm -hmm. the sort of... The, the the light switching on moment for Kevin Owens and I I like Kevin he's heel work I think Kevin Owens is one of the best heels in the business when he's when he's on his game um, I'm not a huge fan of I like the thing of... he did with um, with Jericho do you know when they done the like the best friends and the, yeah, yeah. was it the celebration of friendship or whatever it was yeah, the, yeah. 
the turn that he did on Jericho yep. was one of the best things in sort of recent recent times in terms of like that not shock but that building and building and building and then to a big turn it was yeah it's great fair play to him yeah I rate him yeah. you look at some of the shit he did back on the Indies it's surprised he can walk I can sit surprised he can walk but yeah fair play he's one of the he's on like three million dollars a year or something crazy and the, and the WWE like he's one of the big one of the big guys one of the big um earners fair play I'd love to have seen his payoff he got for Mania as well. Fuck. Well, the thing is, though, right, we say he got a, um, the rub from Stone Cold. He also got the mm-hmm. rub from John Cena when he first debuted from NXT. Yeah, he, yes, he did. You know, yes, so he did. He's had massive names, like, putting him over. So, fair play to Kevin. Says Owens. a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Says a lot indeed. Says a lot. Absolutely. And then we go on to the main event, I'll say. It's, it was the Men's Royal Rumble. Now, I've got a few things written down here, Hoxie, but over to you, my friend. What 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 do you th- what did you think of the rumble? Um, obviously, we said that, that earlier on that, that I thought the women's one was better yep. in terms of like all the way through. Um, it was very very slow in parts, and when I think back to like some of the stuff that's happened in there, it doesn't stick in my mind as much as the women's one does, which is which is crazy. Um, it was really all about like. It was obviously it's all about the winner, if you know what I mean. But it was all about who was going to be there at the end. Um, obviously, Gunther had a really good showing. Yep. Um, Bron Breaker had a really good showing. There was um, rumors and, and innuendo that Bron Breaker actually took Brock Lesnar's spot in the Rumble, um, which is obviously for, for obvious reasons. There's stuff going on outside of the ring, but um, I think Bron had a really good showing as well. Um, Bron's a star, man. Yeah, he's, he's he's blue chipper, isn't he? He really is. He really is a blue chipper. Um, and yeah, my, I I fucking enjoyed it. I really I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was all about the who's next. They were they were waiting, weren't they, for the roads, and they were waiting for the punk. And um, yeah, it was. I said, obviously, Gunther had a had a really good showing in there as well. It was good, good fun, good the fun. Return of Andrade. Yeah, Andrade looked money as well. He looked huge as well he looked big 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 boy i like his mask as well with the crown on it it's fucking cool, cool. um and he can go just give him an opportunity man like they dropped the ball on with him initially didn't they like he yeah. was more triple h's boy than than vince's and obviously now trips is in charge he's going to get that chance isn't he so i'm excited to see what they do um i just i hope he doesn't fall into the like the latino section category that they have they always have like like the like they got like the lwo, the LWO. thing and they got, they've got all that sort of stuff like I, just, I don't want him to be sort of typecast into that situation he needs to be upper mid cards like going into that level like some of the matches he could have with a Rhodes or or a punk or whatever um i think that'd be i think that'd be really good you can he, go man yeah he could be the person that dethrones Gunther so Gunther can go to the main event potentially yeah great shout you know great shout um, but I'd like to see Gunther concerned. and Bron though that would be oh, good fun that will be so good yeah um, but what, what I will say I'm concerned though I think you're right I think that there is a, a concern that you will be sort of typecast in the sort of Latino world order type thing because there was 
again there was they were teasing the Santos Escobar thing in the middle of the ring at the beginning and it just fingers crossed they don't I don't think Triple H will let that happen but yeah Andrade looks a million bit a million dollars as well and yeah exciting to see um next thing I've got written down is Pat McAfee it's obviously Pat Man, McAfee. I was I was gonna bring that up next that's amazing <laughs> yeah just ah, on. On, on you go, yeah. We'll you mate, you go on. You've, you've got it written down. So Pat McAfee was the guest one. announcer for the entire Royal Rumble event, and um, he, he was announced to. He was I can't even remember what number he was, but he was he was a number in the Royal Rumble. Number twenty two. Is it twenty two? Yeah. He, I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> it was really bizarre. Twenty two. So apparently, the reason he looked so shocked <sighs> is because he didn't know he was going to be part of the Rumble. Fucking brilliant. So, We've done that on a. I know this is a different, different, totally old, different thing. But the guys who, some of the guys who listen to this, will get this. Um, we actually done that with a referee on a on a show that I wrestled on. Um, halfway through the rumble, it was like a referee, and the guy was outside trying to check people falling on the floor. He was like, "What?" And he was, <laughs> and we just called it on the fly when he came in there. It was fucking great. But yeah, but I love stuff like that. It was so good. So I don't know if it's true, but that that's the rumor I've read online. It's a case of he had no idea, and that's why like Michael Cole and Cody Graves were like, "What the fuck's going on?" And he had a genuine look of shock. But he played it so well because he like he didn't actually. He went into the ring. He saw it was Omos who can get in the fucking bin. Um, we can talk about that uh, later. But he's yeah, fucking it doesn't matter how much you push him, he's not getting over. He he went in. He eliminated himself. He went back in. Eliminated himself again, and he sort of looked and goes. Nah, nah, I'm out. And then he actually did eliminate himself fully. And then he went back. He was like, "Have you seen the size of that guy? I'm not doing it with him." It's like he's just so good. Pat McAfee is he? He gets the business as well. It's sort of Logan Paul esque in terms of there's a respect for the business, and you know, it's it's just he was so good. I don't know if you've got anything to add to that. He, he's class he, on commentary. He was brilliant. Like just if he if he had if he did that on the fly, like. That's brilliant as well. Like fair play to him. It's great stuff. He, he's he's mustard, mate. He's mustard. One of the I love first some of the ever times jokes. that I spoke to you, uh, we watched that match you had with Adam Cole uh, yeah, on the right. NXT show. That yeah. was what literally probably the first ever full conversation that we had together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. good. Oh, so so good. Um, yeah, I think some of the inside jokes that they were all having was so good. Like he actually made Michael Cole like. Yeah, yeah, so good. So <laughs> I, I like shit like that. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, what I will say as well. So before we get into the final result, etc. Now we said that the men's Royal Rumble wasn't as good as the women's, and you know it, it felt a bit of a. It sort of died a little bit. The crowd died, and I think that's mm -hmm. down to number thirty with Sami Zayn. Now I, I like a bit of Sami Zayn. I think he's very good, very talented. Everybody was expecting the Rock. Yes. You know? Everybody they were ready for it, weren't they? It was ready for it. It was ready to yeah. go. The tease was there. The room were ready. They were ready to explore. You know, it, it was like the Rey Mysterio coming out when it should have been Brian uh, Daniel Bryan. You know, it was that that one we talked about the Royal Fumble of our week. There, you know, it, it had that same sort of mentality. The only reason they got through it is because of who was left in the Rumble. So, a bit disappointing that the Rock didn't appear. But obviously, we'll talk about the fallout just now. Obviously, with what happened. But the fine. So the last four was Gunther, um, Cody, CM Punk, and Drew McIntyre. I believe it was. Yeah. 
a really solid final four. You know, I think Drew McIntyre's doing some of his best heel work um, in ever. But, you know, the final two was always, always going to be Punk versus Rhodes, right? Yeah, got to be. It was written in the stars, really, wasn't it? it oh, it's written in the stars. And as you said, we, we talked about it, I mentioned it earlier, and you said it best, best main event in AEW history right there, those two, right? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, dude, I'm, all, all of this it is just left with, like, a massive massive downer though really for me yeah. with with punga's injury with his his torn tricep we were watching it we called it straight away didn't we it was like yeah. he's hurt you he hit that was it double underhook no, the one on the, the uh, dc you could tell us straight away he rolled rolled away holding his arms oh for fuck's sake what's happened refs yeah. come across chatting to him he's trying to shake it off and he's pointing he's like oh for fuck's sake Fair play to him for resting another whatever it was 15 20 minutes or whatever it was with with a torn tricep and he that's some adrenaline shit right there <laughs> exactly yeah that would have torn 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 because he needs a fucking operation doesn't he to reattach yeah. it so that's that's some big deal shit but um i'm just it's what four to six months maybe they're saying oh, yeah I, I mean i suppose the bet the, the good thing is it's not the same tricep he toured when he was an ew yeah. <laughs> that sounds yeah. really bizarre but you know, I think it would have been a lot worse if it was the same one because we all know that like trying to repair a muscle a second time is really, really difficult. It's still that weakness there. But um, you know, he knows how to rehab it. He, he he's done it before. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, was it? It was Booker T. I think um, again if, on his podcast, Booker T's podcast. This is down to you know he he was he didn't do anything for ten years. You know that, that that and the greatest respect. You know, it's his body just wasn't used to the sort of high impact, and you know that's two significant injuries in the space of well, what a year, eighteen months. You know, and you know, will he ever get back to the CM Punk we know and love? Fingers crossed. Yes, he, it's still a lot. He's going to um, main event WrestleMania right at, at some point. Um, it's just really disappointing this year. But you know, the the winner they had, Cody Rhodes. Um, we all know my opinions on Cody, uh, but no, but you know, I, I'm not going to shit in it. I think yeah, it, it, it's great storytelling, depending on what happens next. And again, we'll talk about the fallout, etc., um, coming in. But yeah, Cody Rhodes versus if CM. If you think, dude, about so that there's only a couple of people who've won it like twice, and there's only a couple of people who've won it back to back. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's it's so it's so cool. It's so Stone Cold, wasn't it? Stone Cold, Bret yeah. um, Hart, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and Hulk Hogan um, to win it back to back. That's some pretty, that's some pretty good company, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Big names. real, real big company. So um, they they they've got faith in him, mate. They've got faith in him, but it they have they have to do it at Mania. They have to. If they don't, it's done. Done, done. Well, Proper done. We're going to talk more about the fallout of the Royal Rumble and where we see the booking on the run to Mania through Elimination Chamber. We'll talk about that in the middle of our list because that's why we're here, ladies and gents. We're an hour in, so thank you so much if you're still here with us. Um, but now we're going to talk about music, <clears> Moxie, <throat> and specifically music and wrestling. Now, you're a massive music fan in general. 
Me, not so much, but I enjoyed doing this one um, because, you know, it's wrestling and we all love a bit of wrestling. Wrestling! I'll I'll let you speak about your list in a wee second, but I just want to give a sort of clarification on my list. Now, I have some absolute quality songs in terms of it'll probably be (laughs) on a lot of people's lists. I've got some that might require some justification, and I've got some shitters that's probably in no one's list ever. But I don't give a fuck. It's my list. This is what Market Attends all about, right? It's all oh, about giving your, it's giving your opinions on stuff, and it's all about the justification. So it was a difficult list for me to complete, though. So, Hoxie, what about you? How are you feeling about it? I, I, I just had like a last-minute call before we come literally before we pressed live i said earlier on like 35 seconds ago or whatever i was still mm-hmm. getting stuff off my list um i'm looking at it now and i'm thinking about stuff that i took off and i'm trying to find something to take off it to put that back on as i'm going like as i'm thinking about it but the, i don't i don't know i'm just gonna cry all the way through this and be like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> genuinely 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 this is without a shadow of a doubt the hardest list that I've put together ever. It's been pretty difficult. I definitely <sighs> had three different lists. So, mm. um, yeah, it's it's really hard. So, there's, there's the way probably it worked... 33, 34 on the list at one point. Easily. Um, yeah, yeah uh, not even close. Oh, so, God. the way it's going to work, guys. So, excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. So, we can't share like the music on this platform just now because we would need to know each other's list now. We need to download the music and we don't want to do that. We want to have like real reveals. Um, but what I'll do is I'll edit in such a way that I'll put like five to seven seconds because I think that's what we can have of yep. each music when we announce what it is. Um, I don't know if you, I'll tell you what it is. And if you want to listen to it in your room, Hoxie, that's cool. We, we can do that. Um, who's first? I can't remember who went first last week. I did. You went I first. can definitely remember that, yeah. yeah. Right, okay, so it's me that goes first this week. Right, okay. Yeah, so at the very beginning, I said about, maybe it's a couple of chords that just get you pumped up for it. And we've talked about this person a lot. Um, and not in the most positive, positive terms. But I think his entrance music was something that got the crowd pumped straight away, and it sort of blinded you to how fucking shocking he was in the ring <laughs> um and it, it, it matched his character it was intense it was intensity personified and of course it's the ultimate warriors entrance music unstable it was called And I just think when you hear the riff at the beginning, you know that, to quote a, a famous commentator, business is about to pick up. You know, it was just absolute intensity. The shaking of the ropes. It was fucking everything. And for me, if we're talking about entrance music and just something that gets you so fucking hyped, you have to you have to mention the Warriors music because it's just it's iconic to his character. It is iconic, isn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah. We we know he's dog shit in the ring. We know as a person he was a fucking he was a liability. But you know his music. It, there's just something about it that brings a sort of kid out in you again. It's like whenever you hear the music, you do this sort of you know the gorilla press like motion as, as he does it, or the, the shaking <laughs> of the ropes. It's that sort of thing. It just it, you just become 
you become a kid again and it's just so fucking good like i've been listening to the music um all day today just as I'm, I'm going through my list um so what i'm going to do as well uh, for anybody that's listening i'll put them all together in a spotify playlist and i'll put it on our twitter and also on our youtube um channel and, and the, i'll pin the comment what i will say as well sorry hoxie i'm, I'm going on a bit of a no, no. Here. Um, no, no. i am working on a market of 10 website so it's market of 10.com I, I can't use wordpress because i'm a bot but what it will appear on there as well and what me and Hoxie are talking about is potentially putting all the songs or all the entrance musics that we've thought about into one sort of blog feature so hang fire bear with me but Market at 10 will have a website in the next couple of weeks uh, but yes sorry going back to the list number 10 for me is unstable so I'm actually going to name the the, um, the, the, the song titles as well if I can yeah, it's one of Jim Johnson's, one of the famous, like the famous guy in terms of uh, music. Unstable, Ultimate Warrior, my number ten. Brilliant, mate. Yeah, I could, It was uh, it was on a big list. You yeah. can't you can't have entrance themes without having like one of the most popular fucking wrestlers ever's entrance yeah. theme, can you? You know what I mean? But yeah, that fucking guitar riff was class. Yeah, so good. fair play, fair play. Can't argue. I wish I had my camera on. So also, we're also going to do camera as well eventually, but I'm really glad that we didn't do it here because I'm just going to be marking the fuck out all through this. It's going to be great. Okay, Hoxie, over to you. You're number 10. My number 10, and it fucking had to get on this list. This was the one that I was like, I can't I can't get rid of that. I'm going to get rid of this one. Can't get rid of that. Can't get rid of this one. It's Bad Street USA, Fabulous Freebird. Honestly, when I when I think about wrestling and especially wrestling theme songs, this is like one of the first ones that pops into my head. <laughs> um, the hot like WCW, like Michael P.S. Hayes doing his little fucking strut to the ring, like the little freebird strut, and just the boys coming, just that guitar riff. The further down the road you go, the better it got. It's so good, Bad Street USA, <laughs> just because it makes my soul happy and it makes me feel. Makes me feel happy, and yeah, it's a it is a banger though. You can't it's lie. So fucking good. Um, yeah, that was I think on it's my like, first list. That was on my first list. Was it? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's a, uh, the Fantasia bind, isn't it? I'm sure Michael yeah. P.S. Hayes actually fucking sung it. Let me have a quick look. I'm sure he sung some of it. Uh, yes, he did. Did he really? I didn't. Know yes, that. he did. Yes. Um, Hayes decided to make his own song in 1984 called Bad Street USA to serve as his theme and enlisted the help of musicians Larry Velez and Jimmy Papa to write, record and perform it. Brilliant. So yeah, Michael PSA is an absolute legend. 
Bad Street USA, Fabulous Freebirds. Awesome, <laughs> fucking love it. Okay, <laughs> this list is just going to make me smile all through it. It's going to be fucking Same amazing. Okay, you're at number be nine, Hoxie. Going on to you at number nine. Uh, one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. Um, it is Heart Attack, Bret Hart, the Bret Hart entrance theme. That that fucking like yeah that just the guitar like at the start you just knew business was about to pick up the black the pink and black attack he was going to come to the ring in his leather jacket his fucking soaking wet gelled hair give a little kid his sunglasses um, just it, yeah <laughs> the turn like it's just. When I when I very 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 first started watching wrestling and really getting into wrestling and sort of taking on board what was happening, like the I watched the tapes from like a few years before when I started watching it live. Brett was the guy. Yeah. Um, Nineteen ninety seven is one of my favorite, well, probably my favorite year in wrestling. I've said this many times before. Um, he was the Hart Foundation, and Bret Hart was at the top of their fucking game. Um, and just that that Bret Hart music when when that when that fucking like that ugh, it's just oh, it just gives me tingles now thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I see he's one of my favourite wrestlers ever. Um, yep. It had to get it on this had to get on this list. Like the the moment at WrestleMania uh, ten where he's like hoisted on the shoulders of everybody yep. with the music playing in the background, holding the belt up like fucking mama, I've done it. Like you know what I mean? Just it's just brilliant. Some of the some great memories, I think, with music and music in general, not necessarily to do like rest of music. You can hear a song, and it will take you back to a moment in time. Yeah. Um. For me, like I can like smell stuff, and I can like hear stuff, and I can feel stuff. Like with music, it's just like it just fills me with, with, with just like emotions and feelings and stuff. Um. And all of this, all the songs that I've got on here. Are, are going to give me the like more of the emotional side of things, yeah. Um, and yeah, Bret Hart number nine, that that heart attack, Jimmy Johnson as well. well. We'll just do a really quick fucking segment on him for a second. So good, he's a fucking genius, genius. Jim Johnson was he made music for WWE for what thirty odd years, yeah, whatever yeah, it was. Be. Yeah, it's all of the themes that you think, oh my god, they're amazing. Oh my god, that's amazing! This is my favorite theme tune. This is my favorite theme tune. Everybody who's listened to this might have ten their own list of ten. Guaranteed, ninety nine point nine percent of them were were done by Jim Johnson. Yeah, if, so, if your if your favorite theme music wasn't like mainstream pop or mainstream rock and roll, rock music, yeah, you could probably guarantee that Jim Johnson wrote it at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah, Go, going back to what you were saying about it invokes memories. Like, like I'm not a massive like I I don't live and die for music. Right, that's that's just not my bag, and never it never has been. And it doesn't really invoke emotions. There's one or two songs that do, obviously, but in general, it doesn't. But I totally agree with you. Like when you hear like the first couple of chords or something, um, it, it might produce a smile, but it does produce memories. And with Bret Hart, there's always two like wrestling related related memories of it. And ironically, it's nothing to do with Bret Hart. Well, well it is, but it isn't at the same time. It brings up in wrestling. The first one is the the, the screech of the guitar. 
is when Shawn Michaels was in um, Canada and he was he, he was doing his heel turn at that time. I think he was like, trying to get a match against Hulk Hogan and he was like bad-mouthing Bret Hart and then the guitar screech went and Shawn Michaels' face dropped and he obviously just, Bret Hart wasn't there at the time and, you know, he just started laughing and, and mocking the crowd saying, ah, you think he's going to come, blah, blah, blah. Just that <laughs> always comes to my mind. And the yeah. second one's actually more recently and, and this isn't the song as such, but it's... It's the video that's always associated to that guitar screech, you know, yeah. where the kid shouts, Brett, Brett, like that. But it's MGF's one. MGF's version. You yeah. Know, it's like, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and at the very end, it's like, I'm adopted. It's like, oh, yes. that's so fucking good. It's like, so yeah, I agree. It's like songs will elicit some form of emotion or memory that may not be directly related to the music being played for its purpose. But yeah, yeah. Heart Attack was on my second list. Um, it's not on this list, but yeah. Um, again, the best there is, the best there was, best there ever will be, and you see music's up there with that as well, right? Yeah, class. Okay. Fucking brilliant. Fucking lovely. brilliant. Oh my god. Uh, okay, my number nine. Uh, it's called Wreck, and it's Mrs. Foley's baby boy, Mick Foley. <laughs> car crash sound again a lot of mine is based on the sort of first maybe two three four seconds of it you know it's the pop isn't it it's, it's the, the reaction pop. it's the pop yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know it's it's just, it's just so it, it just elicits that response it's um and you know mick foley is if you don't like mick foley then get the fuck out you know everybody loves about mick foley right get yeah. in the bin but it's that car smash and then it's the you know, and he's coming out with his like his pattern shirt, and you know the the finger bang bang. You know, it's just it's so fucking good. It's again, I'm saying this with a smile. I love Mick Foley. It matched his sort of persona at the time because it was the change from sort of mankind, the sinister mankind music to the 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 wreck, the car wreck, because that's what he did to his body. That's what he did to other people. He just wrecked them and. It's again, it's iconic. If you he could be away from the wrestling business until like the day before he dies, but if you play that bit of music, the car crash, and then the dun -dun -dun, the crowd knows who it is, doesn't yeah. matter, you know, it's iconic. And yeah, so Wreck is my number nine, Mick Foley is on there. Plus, it was uh, it was on the bigger list for me, it didn't make it to the top 10, but uh, yeah, I can't disagree, mate. I can't disagree. The the, the I always remember, I always remember that Royal Rumble match with Triple H. Like it's obviously we've spoke about this before, um, Madison Square Garden with that as the entrance and him coming in all serious, ready to just fucking have a fight. Class, fucking yep. brilliant. Yeah, that, yeah, love it. Oh, so yeah. good. Okay, so moving on to my number eight now. I've said there are some absolute bangers and there are some shitters that you think Shields. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and this is potentially one of them. I don't think this is going to be on your list, and I don't think this is going to be on many people's list, but it is a, from a superstar that we've talked about before, and it's one version of his character. And um, I've got this in a playlist for my car, and I used to do a lot of travelling in previous jobs, so driving up and down the UK, I used to put this on, and I used to sing my little heart 
Heart Out Hoxie. My heart always was getting sung out. It was great. And this was always on at number one. And it was, I've got it all, the one Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. So, but it's not the I'm an ass man one. It's not that one. It's I've got it all. And I don't know if you know the song. I mean, what I'll do is I can share it with you just now. So again, me and Hoxie can listen to it. But I'll I'll put it on for you guys. There's a chap think function in this Hoxie, right? So I've put the Spotify link on there. But it's just, it's just so good. And then there's a saxophone playing, and then it's. It's just so it makes me smile, and it's it's like it's like sort of Motowny. It's fucking just so good. Look at all I've got. Sorry, I'm just dancing away here. So I'm glad the camera's not. I'm listening to it on Spotify now. You want to get to about about twenty seconds? So again, I'll always remember when I first heard this song. It was on a SmackDown episode. I've spoke about this before. It was a SmackDown episode. Tory Wilson announced him the one Billy Gunn and this music played and Billy Gunn returned from an in- it was a bad injury he had and I think he was he, he was just incredible I can't even remember who he was wrestling though but that song just fucking brilliant man so so good so yes it's fucking great so the, the um I've just looked on Spotify so the, the album is that album that I spoke about when I done that acting and I got paid that for that and I went and bought it from Woolworths music so it's on that one Volume five, yeah, with a pie on the front. <laughs> I guarantee it's not going to be in many people's list, but it's one of my favourites. So, right, fair play. If you, love you don't it, like it, you love it, right? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, moving on to your number eight, Hoxie. Uh, my number eight is Evolution Entrance Song. Ooh. That motorhead, like the ticking of the clock, and then just coming in with that fucking doom, 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 or whatever. But just like I was, I evolution were around in that hiatus period that I had, so I didn't sort of have it. I wasn't watching it all live. Um, But going back and just because obviously they weren't around for a long time, were they? You know what I mean? It was it wasn't a long time, but. I, I just every I have it on a play. You just mentioned about having it on a playlist. Mm-hmm. It's on my it's on my gym playlist. There's a few there's a few songs on my list that are on my gym playlist. Um, and if I'm like on the treadmill or if I'm like struggling to fucking get a weight up or something, you know what I mean? Whatever, I just bash like my my playlist on. It's like a mixture of like metal and fucking entrance themes. Um, and it's always it's line in the sand basically is yeah. the, the uh, motorhead song. Um, I always, I always stick it on. It's fucking great. And if you think about the guys who it was for as well, you got Triple H, Batista, Flair, and Orton. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a big deal, right? Um, and just seeing those guys walk down to the ring with all their gold and just being jacked up on Mountain Dew and fucking looking sick, like yeah, man, it's cool as yeah. fuck. 
I just I love it. Just, it makes me want to fucking like, ugh, just like, I'm like, <laughs> it's so good. I think it's been jacked up. Perf- I think that was the perfect entrance music for that particular stable because, like you say, it's them walking down to the ring and see the 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 pace of that song. It goes really well with that cocky fucking heel yeah. group, right? It's yeah. the slow swagger down to the ring. It's like, look at me. You ain't going to beat me. We're fucking great. We've got the greatest of all time in Ric Flair. We've got me, Triple H, being the best ever. And we've got two diamonds in the rough in terms of our powerhouse, Batista and Randy Orton. It's just like, it just fucking worked. And it was so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm going to be surprised you. wasn't on any of the lists, though. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm, I'm sort it's... of gutted it wasn't, now thinking about it. <laughs> so there, there you go. It's, it's, it's a bit of a... It's not like a popular one, you know what I mean? Like, like a really popular song because like, they were only together for a little while. And but I just, I just think it's sick. And like, like I said, it's, it's been on that on my playlist. I think I had it like, but like ages ago, I had it burnt like a CD from my car and stuff. When I had like an older car and that, it was just yeah, I love it. Awesome. Lying in the sand, evolution is a mystery. So good. <laughs> oh, so I love this list. I love this. So good. This is the best list. So wicked, so isn't it? Uh, okay, weird. moving on to your number seven. We'll try and get through them. I am a real American. <laughs> Fight for the rights right of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. you can't not have this on a list of greatest theme songs ever like just genuinely generally not necessarily personally but generally like this has to be up there um and one of the biggest stars of all time as soon as that fucking red and yellow came out and that that real american fucking rick derringer with his his beautiful vocals um Business was about to pick up, man. The fucking Hulkamania was running wild on you, brother. Um, and it's sick. It's sick. All of those unbelievably amazing moments in that golden era of wrestling and that rock and wrestling age and all that sort of stuff. When he came back, like the the backlash, like just all this amazing stuff when he comes back at WrestleManias and you just, that music hits. It's, it's fucking great. It's great. It was on. Um, it was on the original. It was the, the first ever wrestling album. Was yeah. was like, was, God, fucking mid eighties or whatever. It maybe even like eighty seven or something. But it, like that was on there. So even that was. It was released as an actual song. So um, it's it's cool, man. It's cool as fuck, dude. I I fucking love it. I love it so much. It, you you can't be a. I don't even think it's necessarily of like a certain vintage. I think. If you like wrestling and you you've sort of taken an interest in in any wrestling at all ever, you have to like this song. You have to love it. It's fucking great. It's great. Um, amazing. 
quick little fact for this one, which you will you'll probably like. Um, it wasn't Hulk Hogan's original song. Do you know who used it beforehand? Ooh, no. So it was for a tag team of Wyndham and Rotunda. No way, really? Fuck you know. Yep, he wasn't the original person to have it. There's a few things. It's a big one, I think. It'd be fucking weird. It'd be well weird. That original, like the big run, you know what I mean? The proper Gogan run. Like, it'd be really strange. Yeah, Um, because it didn't seem right. I I mean, we will talk about real American Hulk Hogan later. Um, (laughs) But yeah, the sort of post-NWO run with Hogan, it was like they changed it. Obviously, I think think there was like copyright type issues and there was agreements and stuff. It was Hendrix. Yeah, it was was Hendrix. Um, Purple Haze. I think it was sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's it's just when you think of that, when you think of Hulk Hogan again, it's similar to the Warrior, right? It's that synonymous music with him, and as you said, and we'll talk about it again very quickly. But yeah, he is just it is a tune, right? It's a fucking tune. So the best, one of the best. (laughs) Love it, love it. Okay, so number seven (laughs) for me. Um, This is another one that probably is not going to be in a lot of people's lists. Um, but for me, this is probably one of the most underrated people that's ever appeared in WWE that didn't get a fair opportunity. We've talked about him before. And this is when he came back from TNA. It's Just Close Your Eyes from Christian. And again, I'm all about that pop at the beginning, right? You know, the the first three, four seconds, and it's like... The first couple of bars. Go! If you close your eyes, it's just the perfect way for Captain Charisma to come back (laughs) from TNA to WWE. You know, he debuted in ECW, again, we've spoken about it, up against Jack Swagger. And, you know, I I always remember Matt Stryker, it's like this moment became instantly classic. You know, he was the instant classic in TNA and it was... It was the theme music that Christian always deserved because it's an absolute fucking banger of a song, okay? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I love it. It's on my playlist. Again, it's one of those ones I sing along with because I've got it all with Billy Gunn. It's, that's number two. So it's, yes, Just Close yeah. Your Eyes by Christian. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. What the fuck are you doing? Just go, go and Go and listen. Go go now. Pause this one, and then listen to <laughs> listen to it. All right. And then come back. And then come back for the rest of the list. Um, but yeah. So number seven is just close your eyes, by Christian. It's it was on my bigger list. It well, was, was it, it was really one of the not? One, yeah, mate. I fucking think it's brilliant, and I also love it. Didn't make it to the list, but I also love the Christian. Do 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 do. It's um, but yeah, just close your eyes. It's fucking class. I love it. It gives me like. Gives me little goosebumps when I hear it. Um, no, and that was I agree the one I didn't know class. if that would be on anybody's list. I'm really happy that it was on your list, though. Um, <laughs> go, it was, back to the it probably made one. it into the 20s, mate. Genuinely, it probably yeah. made it into the high 20s. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, sorry, I'm going on off a tangent here, but do you want to no, know what on. almost made my list as well? You know, you know Bobby Roode's Glorious? Okay. I, it didn't. It hasn't made my list, but that was on there for a long time. See when he wow, it's okay, just, it's interesting. Again, it's all about 
it's about how it affect how it's like the cat. I mean, it's not on the list, so I shouldn't really be talking about it. But you know, it's all about how it if it's it pushes the character and I think that was perfect for the glorious Rob, uh, Bobby Roode. I think it was just brilliant but it's not on my list so we'll, we'll, we'll pass that out. Uh, number six is Real American by Hulk Hogan. Um, again synonymous with Hulk. It's Star. so close together that isn't it? Yeah, That's it's crazy. It's, it's freaky. Um, I've got Our periods are going to start sinking soon I'm sure of it. It's, it's I genuinely think you know I, I was saying that you know that I don't think we're going to have many <sighs> the same. I reckon then the way this is going tonight I reckon our top five could be very very similar. Okay. okay. I don't know why. I've just got this gut feeling. Uh, but yeah, mm -hmm. real American Hulk Hogan. Can't really say anything because you just spoke about it. But I agree with everything you say. It's just the perfect song for it's that special time. man. Perfect it's special. superstar. Um, yeah, it's just special. Again, you'll you'll always think about like you know the Hogan walking through the you know the, the the classic video like whenever they do promos of him when he was starting out Hulkamania, you know, when he was an absolute monster. Is that one where he's got that bandana around his head yep, and he's like, the he's yeah, got the it in his mouth, isn't he? He's walking through the crowd and all tapping him and reaching out for him yep. and stuff. You see, that's that, it, that, isn't it? That's it. You hear that, duh, 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 that bit there, and that duh, always duh, comes into my head whenever you think about Hulk Hogan and you hear that song, and that's the beauty of this particular type of music. I fucking love it. Real American Hulk Hogan, my number six. Okay, Hoxie, yours. Uh, my number six is so I'm gonna I'm gonna say the wrestler, mm. and I and don't go to where you're gonna go to. Okay. Okay. So the wrestler is the Undertaker, but the song is not. It's not the the, the you mean the, is it the Death March or whatever they call it? It's I not that to, one. I swear to fuck, right? Taker's on my list, and I've said exactly the same thing. So it's it's the Dark Side theme song, the nineteen ninety eight Dark okay, Side so theme song. So about to freak out there. <laughs> so I, the bit where it starts like with the Latin bit at the start, and then it's yep. doom, 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 doom. The guitar riff and the string section, like all the way through. He only used it for like I, I genuinely didn't think he used it for that long at all. But it it it's fucking so improper gets under my skin it proper gets me fucking going it gives me the goosebumps it gives me all the shit yeah the the guitar riff the the, the ministry, whole thing right? together it was yeah I, I don't think it was used specifically for the ministry i think it was like it, it was when he was doing a load of stuff it was like he was doing all the corporate stuff and all that That's sort of bullshit ministry but, maybe then yeah yeah but it's it was on um it was on like the volume two i think it might have been on or volume or whatever it was it was just a, it was in the 1998 undertaker it's called it's called dark side so just seek it out go and listen to it um it, it'll be on like spotify or whatever all the fucking wwe theme tune things or whatever or just type in the undertaker dark side and it'll come on but i i love it so much i think i might have sent it to you 
yeah, yeah, yeah. recently just been like, oh my god, like before before we talked about it, before before we even started the podcast, it was probably last year or whatever. I just I just think it's fucking great. It's so underrated. Um, I wish he used it for longer. I wish he still used it now. Like I I, I get the whole death march thing. Like it's cool and it's one of the greatest. And we, we will probably do entrances at some point on the list, and it's going to be on the list surely. But um, that Spoiler dark side, one. <laughs> he's shooting his shot. Um, but just the, the the dark side, Undertaker music is it's so good. If you haven't heard it, go and listen to it. And it just imagine like a big ass motherfucker because that was the bit where he like he had like the big pointy goatee and all his hair scraped up in like a man he was wearing that like cut off um like fucking tank top thing like all he was just tattooed and jacked to fuck it was like, like a big fuck off collar as well dude just sick so, yeah the, the dark side undertaker theme tune is is um uh is is on there there was other versions of the undertaker for, uh, music i'm pretty sure i i could probably call it now but i'm not going to i'm not going to um but there was there was there was a few on there american badass was on there dead man walking all that sort of stuff yeah. so there was there was a few so but the uh, dark side it, it would it was always in my top 10 it was always in my top. it didn't get in there it was it was one of the first on the list so yeah undertaker dark side awesome um so everybody listening, we have. I want to listen to it now. I get a lot more jacked up. Jacked <laughs> up, man. So we went through our ten to six, um, and what we always do now is we take a bit of a break between the lists and we talk about something. It's usually the Royal Fumble, but because it is, we've said it before, it's Royal Rumble season. We're now going to discuss the fallout of the Rumble, um, and there's a lot of stuff that's happened. We 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 touched upon it: Punk getting injured, um, and obviously the Raw after it. It sort of give us a peek behind the curtain again if you will in terms of where they're going to go with um the booking towards wrestlemania obviously they do need to pit stop into elimination chamber so um yeah i, th I think the first and foremost we've got to talk about cm punk and his injury okay and what this does with the booking that they would have had or potentially would have had um now, they've done it really well because Drew McIntyre came out on Raw. If you haven't seen it already, again, spoiler, CM Punk <laughs> came out, explained the fact that he's injured, he's, he's tore his tricep, etc. And Drew McIntyre came out in all his heel fashion and, you know, he was talking about, you know, it's I've said some really mean things about you, blah, 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 and he kept on going and I, I can identify with what you've went through. And he goes, I've prayed for this. I've prayed for this to happen. The fact that you can't go on to become our champion at WrestleMania, blah, blah, blah. And perfect, perfect heel um, moves by Drew McIntyre. CM Punk and all his professional greatness like came and obviously it's like, I'm coming back for you. Set up as a natural feud with Drew McIntyre whenever Punk decides to come back. So hopefully Drew will re-sign if he's not done so already. And that is the first feud back for CM Punk. And I think that's going to be a cracker of a feud whenever he does come back. Yeah, I think um, the, the fact that he's sort of in a bit of a prominent spot now would probably suggest that he is going to resign. Sign, or he's resigned or he is going to. Yeah. Um, it's. I, I think if. They usually drop them out the way, don't they? Or drop them down the card, or sort yeah. of give them something or whatever. And yeah, I, I, it sort of says a lot, really. I would imagine. So yeah, but um, but, he's doing again, some good shit. I think you sent me earlier on that fucking TikTok thing. Yeah, fair play to him. 
didn't make the most of it, right? Yeah, so if you haven't seen the TikTok, it's basically Drew McIntyre goes into the gym and he, he strokes a cat and he puts the music on and he goes, remember it's tricep day? And he sort of winks at the camera. It's like, it's like it's it's just really good heel work, right? And um, he strokes yeah. a pussy, mate. So that's that's the that's the shout there. He's basically calling Sam Punk a fucking pussy, isn't he? Pussy, uh, pussy, uh, fam. But yeah, I think it, it, it's a natural sell for Drew CM Punk when CM Punk returns. Um, but the thing we want to really focus on just now is we also spoke about Punk's injury, Oxy, right? I, I don't know if you've got anything to add to that. Sorry, I've just sort of went no, on. no, 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 crack on. The interesting thing here is the Cody promo with Seth Rollins. Okay. Um, now, I don't know if this is a pivot because of Punk's injury and what's happening here. And is the pivot because of Roman Reigns' reign as champion? But if you, again, if you haven't seen it, basically Seth Rollins has sort of asked, do you want the show title, you know, your Hulk Hogan title, the, the one where, you know, you, you don't really turn up, it's, it's, there's a prop, or do you want the workhorse title? Do you want the American Dream title? Do you want the Dusty Rhodes title? Obviously, Seth Rollins, these World Heavyweight Championship. So, Hoxie, who do you think Cody's going to finish the story against? Is it going to be Roman Reigns? Or is it, it going has, to be Seth it Rollins? Has, it has to be Reigns. It has to be Reigns. If it's not Reigns, it's he's going after the title that is that they took off his daddy in the garden. The title that fucking well, I know it's a similar similar thing, but the the title that that Rollinson's got isn't that one. Um, there could be an argument. Well, well, it is because because it is, but it's like, is it really? Is it really? Um, I know you've got the undisputed one, they could say it's not, but that's the big belt. That's the big belt. You talk about the workhorse titles and all that bullshit, whatever, go and get the fucking Intercontinental type Championship then. Like, what's the fucking point? Um, it has to be the big one. It has to be the big one. I, I can't... I, 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 <sighs> the it reason... has to be. Right, okay, I, I agree with you. It would need to be the big... Um... The, the big belt, you know, the, the actual WWE title as opposed to the World Heavyweight mm -hmm. Championship. The reason I don't think it is, is because, and I've, I've alluded to this in the past as well, I've alluded to this in previous podcasts, I truly believe that Roman Reigns is going to beat Hulk Hogan's record. And that's going to be after WrestleMania. There is no way... So we've got two options, okay? Well... Either, I don't like hearing this. I don't know, want to hear it. You know, Cody, <laughs> if Cody Rhodes goes up against Roman Reigns, they are either going to crap on their investment in Roman Reigns and not have him beat Hulk Hogan's title, okay, or they're not going to finish the story against Reigns for the second year in a row. This is why I think they've pivoted because I, I don't know if they, I don't know if it was. Um, really in the forefront of their head to beat Hulk Hogan's reign, to be perfectly honest. I think with Punk getting injured, I think it's probably brought it to the forefront. This is another marquee type thing. And I, I genuinely think that Cody will go with Seth. I don't know how it'll go in terms of who's going to go up against Reigns. I mean, it would be it's a perfect thing for The Rock to go up against Reigns now, because Reigns will put, go over The Rock. You know, The Rock will put over... Roman passing of the fucking torch, the torch can go over, yeah, can, can yeah, go yeah. and get Hulk Hogan's uh, title reign and go from there. 
Cody finishes his story. It might not be the story we started out with, but he still gets the big title. You know, he'll, he'll have an absolute classic with Seth. You know, we, they've had it before. I don't know. I, I My gut feeling now is if Cody goes against Reigns, Reigns will win again. It's all, the more I think about it, the more we talk about it, the more and more it's like, oh, what, they, what they're going to do, what they're going to do. Like, I, I with, with this, I'm if, if I didn't care, I'd just be like, yeah, whatever, fucking, yeah, just go for whatever title or whatever. But like, I genuinely want Rhodes to win the big one. Yeah. Because uh, I, care, I care about it. So like, I'm probably thinking about it more with my heart than I am with my head or whatever. Um, but I just, I, I think. If it is if it is the one that Rollins has got, then it's just a bit like, ugh, like it's crap. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's not the one. It's it's not the one that it should be, and it might be circumstance with Punk getting injured or whatever. Like, okay, like I understand it might be circumstantial, but it's not. I I don't want to see that. I want I want for me the main event of WrestleMania for the guy who wins the Royal Rumble needs to wrestle for the big main title and that's the issue you you can take this issue back to the wwe having like the two belts like you water in either way one of them's watered down you're always gonna have the main belt which is the one that reigns has got um the one that you you could argue the one saying oh you want the workers title or whatever like the prop belt is that one yeah they made that to have a belt because roman wasn't going to be there so they've they've booked themselves into a corner with that to a certain degree. No, but I I don't want to see that. I don't think anybody wants to see that. I know you your thoughts are quite well known on on fucking um, on on re- uh, roads, but I I don't think you want to see that. You want to see the main event match with the main event guy who won Royal Rumble. I I I, I that that's the match that you want to see at Mania. That's the match that wrestling fans want to see at WrestleMania. They don't want the shit match. I think my argument to that would be... Am I be, putting words in your mouth? No, 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 you're, you're absolutely right. I think, but my, my counter-argument is, we've seen that match and Rhodes lost. Yeah, but we, we saw Rock and Cena. Uh, we saw uh, Brock and Stone Cold thrice. We saw Brett and, uh, uh, Brett, Brett and fucking HBK. We, we saw Flair and Steamboat. We saw Cena and Orton. We saw fucking whoever. Like, you can have more than one match. Yeah, they should have pulled it. We've had this discussion. They should have pulled it. If they were going to do it, they should have pulled it. Then it would have made yeah, it a lot absolutely. more special. Exactly. But you can't say, "Oh, we've already seen it," because we've seen we've seen lots of matches, and we still want to see him again. So basically, Roman Reigns would need to hold the title. <laughs> and, no, no, no. Uh, you know, what, this is what it's, yeah, all about. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, my, my, like you say, my thoughts on Cody Rhodes are. Really, really, op- I'm really open and honest about it. I, I just don't see it. I don't you see don't him get as the yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, Roman Reigns would need to hold the title until I think it's the end of is it August September August September time in order yeah, to beat Summer Slamish kind of area, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah. Um, so they can't they can't let him have it, and then fucking they can't have like. Roads coming at SummerSlam and winning because that's just like ugh, it's just shit, isn't it? You want you want the you want the big match at Mania. That's what we want. I want to see the I want to see the this reign come to an end at WrestleMania. You don't, you don't want to see it on a SummerSlam or a fucking on a, a, a elimination chamber or whatever. Like you, don't, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. My my biggest concern 
is they're going to have Roman Reigns hold this title until next year's WrestleMania. Ugh. To be the undisputed GOAT, as they call it. You know, the greatest of all time in terms of t- title length. That That's my genuine biggest fear. Um, Makes me feel ill. You know, in terms of... Now, now Punk's injury has, has obviously changed the booking, okay? We don't know what way it's going. How would you book from, like, now... Oh, God. Elimination Chamber. Oh, God. Because... Yeah. Because... <laughs> like for this me, the way I would have the way I would have booked it, right? Okay, if everybody was um, injury free, so I, I would have had CM Punk win the Rumble. Okay, I would have had Rody, Cody Rhodes scrambling to be in a title picture for WrestleMania. Okay, so I would have had him compete in the Elimination Chamber, win the Elimination Chamber, and challenge. Well, in this case, it would be Seth Rollins, who would still maintain the title yeah. until then. CM Punk would go against Roman Reigns. Punk would lose to Roman Reigns. Okay, he would still main event it. It doesn't mean he would win it. But Punk would lose to Roman Reigns, so Roman Reigns keeps Hulk Hogan's title. But Cody Rhodes would beat Seth Rollins at Mania to get his moment. Because that way, you've still got a natural storyline with um, with Cody. He has lost his opportunity to complete the story, you know, the the, the, te- the fairy tale way of winning the Rumble, going on to the main event mm. of WrestleMania. He is the underdog. He is the American dream. You know, he is the guy that is going to fight, claw, scrap his way up to get back into that main event title picture. I'm going to do anything I can to go through all the competition. I'm going to beat five other men in the Elimination Chamber to get to the main event of night one of WrestleMania to get to complete my story, to finish it, to get one of the belts. That's how I would have booked it. Now obviously if CM Punk's injured and everything's out the fucking I'm gonna I'm gonna scribble this I'm gonna scribble this down on a piece of paper and try and stick with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to obviously we've got two nights at Mania. Yeah. Okay. Um You've got night one, night two. What I would have is I would have had um, I would have had Rhodes versus Punk on night one for number one contender. Okay. Uh-huh. I would have Reigns versus Rock for the title. Reigns goes over. I'm literally writing this as a booking card yeah, yeah. now. I would have had Rhodes beat Punk. I would have had them have one hell of a fucking match and maybe something to lead for Punk to go out of Mania and go and mess around with, potentially. Okay? Um, And then I would have had, on night two, you have Rollins versus the winner of the Men's Rumble, who for me could have been somebody like Gunther, to be fair, for the title. Or both titles or whatever. Um, and then Punk could have done something, maybe wrestled Okada on night two, which is my little dream booking thing. <laughs> Okada versus Punk or yeah. Punk versus fucking AJ or some bullshit like that, or even McIntyre or whatever. But then you would have had Rhodes versus Reigns on headlining night two with Rhodes finishing the story. Interesting. Um that's what I would have done. Rhodes Punk, number one contender. I would have had them have some sort of shenanigans in the Rumble where it looks like that, you know what I mean? They both go out at the same time after struggling against each other. Yeah. 
Um, you have the big match of Reigns versus Rock. You get the passing of the torch. You're still title champion going into the second night. They've both had matches, so you can't say, oh, Rhodes won because the fucking Reigns had a match. They both had big matches. They go to the second night, have their absolute epic fucking showdown. Reigns can even have an out with Sokoa and fucking Usos and all that sort of shit going south, leading to stuff going out from that with them lot. And then you have Rhodes winning the title and finishing the story, and Rollins still leaves Mania with the title after beating Gunther. That's the way I would have done it. Interesting. No, no, that, that works oh. as well. I'm going cross-eyed writing that down. <laughs> oh no, I've been cross-eyed. In me, what's the, is it? What's the TV show? And he's doing that shit on the wall. And he's like, "Follow me, man." <laughs> that would be. That's my room right there. Okay. Oh dear. So, so yeah. obviously, Punk's not there, right? So. <sighs> I, I, rec I reckon that, that Rhodes will go against Reigns. Okay? I think that's how it'll go, right? And I, as I say, I don't think Reigns will beat him. I, I don't think uh, Rhodes will beat Reigns. Right? That's my gut feeling. So in terms of world heavyweight title then, in terms of elimination chamber, I think we'll have an elimination chamber to get number one contender. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're going to have um, probably Drew. We'll have probably Nakamura in there. We'll have... Um, I can't even think who else. Gunter probably he'll come into it. Uh, yeah, so so that 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 will be. I, I I honestly don't know who, if not Rhodes, will be the number one contender for Seth Rollins. Then maybe Drew. I think Drew is probably the the the, the mm. natural choice in terms of heel up against a face Seth Rollins. How about this then? So let's say again, it's not going to make you happy. If we're going back to the ro roads and um, rains, sorry guys, we're sort of jumping about here. Roads and no, rains, no. right? I'm going to say rains is going to beat Cody Rhodes. Now everybody's saying about Rock, okay? Rock coming in facing rains. Could it be a play where the Rock versus Roman Reigns is at SummerSlam for the Rock to to stop him becoming the greatest of all time and beating Hulk Hogan's record, and mm -hmm. Roman Reigns going over? It'd be no, it'd make no sense, would it? It would make no sense. They would just be doing it for the sake of doing it. Um, I don't know. I don't. Know. I think. I think Reigns and Rock at SummerSlam's a bit meh. That's a mania match, isn't it? Surely to God, it has to be. I don't think. I don't. Think, if, if Rock's going to come back for like one big, it's probably going to be his last match. One big match. Yeah. It's going to be, be in the. Yeah. It's going to be at WrestleMania XL, isn't it? Like the the big one, the fortieth one, extra large WrestleMania. That's fucking WWE marketing all over the place, isn't it? It's not large; it's extra large. Like you know what I mean? It's just yeah, it has to be. My gut mm. feeling, right? If I'm if you ask me just now, a hundred quid, what what do you think the two title matches will be? I think it's going to be Rollins versus Rhodes and Reigns yeah. versus Rock. Yeah. I'm not there for I'm not there for the Rollins thing at all. Um, I like Rollins. I think he, well, I, I fucking love Rollins. I think he's great. He's such a good wrestler as well. He's a great wrestler, but that belt is just it's it's just ultimate meh for me. That belt, it's crap, it's silly. The two title things annoying, um, and it, it puts them in trouble trying to sort all this out. You want the big title to mean everything um they present it in a certain way because obviously he only fucking he only, he only like wrestles every three months or whatever but it needs it need 
whatever match it is, whether it's Rhodes, whether it's fucking Rock, whoever, whoever, it has to be for that big belt. You've got to have your big match for that belt. Rhodes has to Rhodes has to win, or or else he's dead. As a as a yeah. as a main event player, as a big guy, he's he's a he's then the water if he doesn't win. I just it, don't if see he wins against scenario. Rollins, it's fucking shit. It's crap. I, I just don't see any scenario from a business point of view for WWE where Reigns is going to lose that before he beats Hulk Hogan's record. I, I just don't see it. You know, mm-hmm. and I hope I'm wrong. You know, I, I mean, yeah. You know, for for, for all shit on Cody Rhodes, I, I would lo- I would love to see it. It would be a great moment, right? It would be wrestling's all about you those WrestleMania moments. moments. You know, yep. it, it's yep. all about the moments and stuff. And you know, it would be a great thing to see. It would mean a lot to the Rhodes family. You know, uh, the, the story would finally be fucking over, which would be great. Um, you know, I uh, just from a business standpoint. If he doesn't beat Hulk Hogan's record, he is, you know, there's a whole host of markets saying he's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. You know, he's the longest reign and blah, 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 and however he's... But he's not. You know, he needs to beat Hulk Hogan's record. And I, honestly, there's a, something inside my head. My gut feeling I mean, he'll is... Need, he'll need to beat San Martino's record then, then, wouldn't he? You know what I mean? Like, there's... there's uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just... I, I just... I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Don't get it. I'm, I'm wrap, trying to wrap my head around it. I just, I, like I said, my easy. heart is winning. My heart is winning more than my head here, mate. And I, I want, I want it to be, I want it to be Rhodes and Reigns finishing WrestleMania. All the fireworks, all the pyro go off, and Rhodes is kneeling in the middle of the ring with a fucking belt around his waist or around his in his hands, and he's crying his fucking eyes out. Yeah, pointing to heaven, pointing to Dusty. That's what I want. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I want, goddammit. And I want it now. Fucking Violet Bullrigard. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen uh, that are listening to this epic podcast, it's not finished yet. What do you think? No. How are WWE going to fix the situation? Is Cody Rhodes going to finish the story? Will Roman Reigns beat Hulk Hogan? What's going to happen with Seth? Is he going to face Cody? Who knows? What is your fantasy booking? Let us know at WrestleMark10 at gmail.com. Two nights of WrestleMania's main events. Book, book, book WrestleMania main event matches and put them in the fucking comments and put them yeah. in the chat and email us or on Twitter. I want to see hashtag Moo10 and I want to see both nights of WrestleMania booked. Get involved. Hashtag Everyone Moo loves 10. to get the pencil out. Hashtag Moo10. Get involved. There we go. <laughs> So that's our fallout. We've talked about it. There's a whole host of... I'm sure there's a whole host of stuff we haven't talked about, but we'll get back onto our list yep. now, Hoxie, okay? Yeah. We have um, all but time, mate. We have all but time. Exactly. We've got a couple of weeks, months before Mania, and I'm fucking buzzing yeah, for I, it as well. I, I mean, it's, so it's regardless, I'm excited. fresh, right? It's really fresh at the moment. Yeah. So the, yeah. the next few weeks will be really, really important in terms of where we see the long-term booking out in terms of up to Mania, up to it, including Mania. Um, okay. Onto our list of our top ten favorite music entrances. Uh, I believe it's your number five now, Hoxie. So your last one was Undertaker Dark Side. Your number yep. five is On this day, I see clearly Metalingus Edge. Yeah. 
Um, I I loved it when he was there. Yep. Uh, I loved it when he came back. Um, one of my favourite moments in wrestling history is when he came back at the Royal Rumble. Even think about it now makes me fucking emotional. Yep. Um, one of the best never mind like comebacks if you know what i mean like surprises one of the best moments in wrestling for me um that alter bridge song um just oh when it when it played at aw when it when he fucking obviously they got the rights to it as well um it's just an amazing song as well it's so fucking cool it's so good um that one i like alter bridge anyway um I didn't realize Alter Bridge actually done the song until I heard it on the album. I was like, yep. oh my God, this is fucking Edge's music. What the <laughs> fuck? This is crazy. But like Miles Kennedy's vocals on there as well, just like when it's like, time to feel, time to feel alive. It just like proper takes it up to that level. I'm just like, oh my God, let's go. And like Edge doing his little head banging thing with the fucking fingers in the air, like the horns up and all the pyro goes off. Like it's so fucking good. This is another one. So good. This was another one that never came out of the top 10. It was never out of the top 10 for me. Um, it, I've got goosebumps thinking about it now. For, for the moments, for the way it makes me feel, because I love the song anyway, and I like Alter Bridge. I think they're fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, Metalingus, Edge, no, number five, all day, every day. Fucking love it. So good. This, this was on my list until literally about 40 seconds before you came on the call. Uh, so this, <laughs> is a, this is essentially my number, what's that, number 12 if we do 11 in the top of this, this top yeah. uh, 10. So just, it's synonymous just with... Picked, just got picked to it. it, ju it just, there, there's other stuff that just, it, it's an incredible song. It's, again, it's on my car playlist, you know, it is one of those ones. It's, mm -hmm. it's the sort of, it's the drum, right? It's like... It's just that for me is just incredible. Um, it's synonymous with his comeback, you know. Yeah, that you think you know me again. It's, it's that early pop, right? And it's that it's, it's just so good. Um, yeah, so I, I agree. With and you. if you say to like in a room of, of wrestling fans, like you think you know me, like guaranteed, like half of them will start. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> like, everyone knows it, don't they? Yeah. Everyone knows it. It's fucking brilliant. Love brilliant. it. Brilliant. Yeah, Edge Metalingus. Do you think you know Hoxie? I think so. Hoxie, <laughs> we're on to my number five now, Hoxie, and I mean, mm -hmm. there's there's basically three words. Are you ready? Are you ready? Hey, you think you could tell us what to do? You think you could tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. To the masters, break it down. <laughs> you know, <sighs> those three words, and everybody knows where we're going. You know, are you <laughs> ready? <laughs> Degeneration. It's, <sighs> it's <laughs> quite possibly the greatest stable. We've, we've talked about stables and, you know, tag mm -hmm. team and stuff one of the greatest stables in wrestling history in terms of what they've done for the business you know from their serious up against the like the the authority at, at that time you know sergeant slaughter to the sort of comedic stuff right now 
one thing remain consistent, and it was the theme tune, and it's synonymous with greatness. You know, that's what it is. It's Degeneration X is one of the major reasons. Again, we've talked about it. Is one of the major reasons the Attitude Era went to the heights it went. Obviously, Stone Cold is the reason, obviously, but. You know, Degeneration X. There, the Monday Night Wars, etc. They, they were, they were them. They were the, they were the degenerates. You know, and they took that and that song, that particular theme music, those first three words, just makes anybody sort of smile, and you know what's going to come next. It's just mm -hmm. absolute magic. So a yeah. little, little guitar lick as well, like just getting louder and louder in the background with the riff and the fuck. It's. And the lyrics are so like they're perfect. Like you think you can tell us what to do, you think you can tell us what to wear, you think like you're yeah. better. You better get ready to bow to the masters, like degenerate into something fool. We just yep. got time of doing what you told us to do. It's so good. It's so good. So good. It, it's got to be if you again, if you're talking about entrances, <sighs> it's gotta be on someone's list, right? It, it's got to be. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm assuming silence means it potentially is on your toxic. Is it my number four now, or is it yours? Uh, it's my number four just now. Um, okay. So, do you want to do up? my number four real quick? Yeah. Is it? Are you ready? Because it's the generation <laughs> X. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get that out of the way. Oh, okay. um, for all of the reasons that we've just discussed, um, it makes my soul happy. Yeah. Um, I sent my list. I spoke to you about this earlier on. Yeah. I sent, I, I screenshotted my list and I sent it to my brother. Um, and I, I asked, I was like, he's not a massive wrestling fan, but like he knows you watch it with me or we watch it together sometimes or whatever. And he was talking about this and he said, he said that before I sent him the picture and he mm -hmm. said, it just reminds me of, of a place where we used to live. Like that was when I very first got my massive, huge, like wrestling, love you know, we talked the other week about doing like wrestling moves in like people's bedrooms and stuff which we never did obviously never yeah. we just thought about doing it um this was this was the song and and he said that and i was like yeah like it's just perfect i said it, it takes me back to times and places and and people and, and everything as well so it's yeah i just love it it's fucking great it's great that that x we used to come across the screen you used to have that like filter over the top of the yeah. screen like the picture on the telly as well just just yeah amazing number four yeah so your number four is that that's fine so we'll go back wicked. to you you so got to your number four go my on. number yeah. four well you know I, I think very highly of myself hoxie but you know i do think i'm cute and i know i'm sexy <laughs> you know I'm sexy yeah, I, yeah i've got the looks that drives the girls wide you know it's, it's got to be sexy boy for sean michael you know again it's it's the it's the uh, the sort of squeal from like sherry you know it's it's that's it uh, the the yeah, greatest one of the greatest in-ring performers ever mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and i think there is a common theme of, of all the ones we've talked about here they are legitimately outstanding performers you know in terms of the, in the wrestling business you know we've had christian we've had um billy gunn both can go 
You know, they maybe didn't reach the, the sort of star heights that the others that we've talked about, like your Mick Foley's, your Bret Hart's, your your Hogan's, etc. But <laughs> fucking hell, you know, they're they're still good. And Shawn Michaels, again, you think of Shawn Michaels, you, you say those fucking four sentences, you know where it's going, and you know <laughs> you you know you know he's about to like steal the show, he's going to steal the match, whatever it is. So it's yeah, it had to be on my list again. Shawn Michaels is one of my absolute favourites um, to watch in the ring and it starts from that entrance music from start to finish he just captivates you and that music there is just, it's just a thing of beauty so Sexy Boy by Shawn Michaels um, I'm going to surprise you now it's I'm going to really voice. surprise you it's not on my list and it wasn't on the big list <gasps> no no holy um, shit and it I, you know that I think he's 101A of huh? the greatest of all time. Um, and I get the music and he had it forever and it's it's synonymous with him and really big moments and stuff, but I never massively liked it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of Mark Out of 10 podcast. Yeah, Thank there's you a fucking chic listening. moment right there. Holy <laughs> fuck balls. I never, wow. I, I genuinely, genuinely never really like it. Like, I get it. Like, it's fun. It's fun. But for me, it only sort of matched his character for, like, a little period of time. And it was a bit like, especially when he, when he fucking came back and he was, like, wearing a cross and, like, a fucking crucifix is all over his gear and he's in the middle of the ring praying. <laughs> and it's about the shit that it's talking about. It's just, it was always a bit of a, bit of a strange one for me. But, um Yeah. It's interesting yeah. you say that, though, right? Because, you know, obviously it doesn't match his entire character, but the dark side for The Undertaker is over a very short period of his career. It's, it's, it's mm -hmm. just a, a, an opposite end of the spectrum. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, mm -hmm. you're wrong, but that's absolutely fine. Um, but, no, that, 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 that that's cool. I mean... Uh, yeah, just for... I never really, like... I was just... I, like, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I just... It wasn't like, oh, I fucking love... And I love HBK's entry music. Like it wasn't like nah. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't even a. It was like when I say if I listen to a playlist of wrestling themes, I will skip it because I just don't like it. What, what's that? There we go. Oh no, 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 Hawks, you just been a dick. No, that, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it to be inflammatory. I'm not saying it that this is gospel. Like this, I'm just being honest. Like it's. I had a feeling it would be on the on on your list, and I had a feeling we would, would we would need to have this conversation. Wow. Um, on popular opinion, it might be. Let us know in the comments and stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure people will. Um, Hawksy, what the fuck are you talking about, Dan? Oh, Hawksy, he, he makes what them hot. He makes about. them shiver. Their he knees makes get them weak. shiver. Weak, yeah, yeah. So shivers down the spine because he's a sexy boy. He I know all the lyrics. I know all the words. Everything like this. <laughs> I just don't. Like, I just could literally but, give or take it. Do I know I really something, could. right? See if it wasn't on your top 10. That's absolutely cool, right? I've got no okay. issue with that whatsoever. The fact yeah. that it's not on your big list, that's the bigger shock for me. It did, yeah, it didn't make it into the 35 or whatever. Wow. Like I said, I, I would listen to it. Like, when I was at the gym earlier on, like, I would get I, I would get to it, and I'd just uh, just go, let's get, okay, next. Wow. Like, yeah. not I just, it's just one of them. It's one of them. Wow. I don't like... Fucking Ed Sheeran or whatever. Like some people love Ed Sheeran. It's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Like skip. Um, yeah, not for me. But I can see why, dude. I can. I'm not. I'm not like. Oh my god. Why the fuck is this on your list? What the yeah. fuck are you on about? Just for me, it's just like. Meh. 
Okay. Cool. Okay. That's fine. We may not recover. We may not recover from this, but that's fine. Maybe loads of people listening to this and be like, "What? What?" But yeah, but that's the beauty of it, Hoxie. There you go. You've justified go. it. You're fucking wrong mm-hmm. in your justification, but you've justified <laughs> it. That's fine. Okay, so you've done your number four. It's Are You Ready, Degeneration X as well. Mm-hmm. So it's now officially your number three now. Yeah. Um, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, um, an absolute banger of a song before it was used in wrestling. Um, it's Cult of Personality, CM Punk, Living Color. Um, that guitar riff with the fucking static at the start just a as soon as you do you know you're saying about those pop moments those yep. those are like another one of my favorite moments in time is when punk started using that like the money in the bank with um 2011 with with uh Cena and yeah that whole run um it couldn't sum cm punk up enough like the music the song the lyrics is just they're fucking perfect but also obviously with that when he came back in aw and when he came back at backlash recently at uh, uh, fucking hell um hand sell war games or whatever it is uh recently just that static you know shit's gonna get real um and like i said he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time um it is an absolute, absolute fucking tune. It's a banger. Like the, the initial pop, that 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 little start, that kick straight in to that fucking. It's like, I don't want to sing it because I will end up sounding like fucking Jim Cornette. It's the cult of meat and extra cheese, basically. But um, CM Punk. Personality, I can't really add much to the, just the fact that it makes me feel incredible, and it is a fucking banger as well. That guitar riff, that Living Colors song, that guitar riff is sick, sick, so good. Me and my it, Nobel Prize, it, so it, good. It's on my car playlist. It's on my wider list. It's not on my top ten. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't add anything to that. It's, it's it's favorite moments for me. It's it's favorite moments and 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 emotions and yep. emotional like responses and stuff. That's what music does. music is art and and life and everything. So that's what it does to me. It makes me feel number three good basically. So yeah. Excellent. Okay. Um, CM Punk Cult of Personality from Hawks is number three. Um, my number three is. Um, it's not going time now. I'm fucking so excited for these next few. I'm really excited. Come on, let's it go. It's a song <laughs> that this particular superstar changed when he changed his persona. It is harder, it's, it's edgier. Um, I am devastated that I wasn't with you in London when it got played. It stings Seek and Destroy by McIntyre. <laughs> 
I think that particular song helped Sting go from his, you know, his, his bright coloured gimmick to that. It's one of Metallica's greatest songs. Yeah. Um, and it was on their very first album. Um, and it's stood the test of time for so long. That Kill, Kill Em All album. Oh, yeah. Go on. Keep going. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I mean, there's not a lot else you can say there. It's <sighs> If you think of Sting... You know, that song is, it didn't make him, of course it didn't make him, but in terms of getting that gimmick over, it just, it was just, it was perfect, right? It was like, it, it was like Chef's Kiss, you know, we say that a lot, it is that Chef's Kiss piece. So, yes, yeah, Sting, Seek and Destroy had to be on my list. Potentially, for me, maybe it's a bit too high, but it had to be on my list somewhere, so yes. Yeah, so, so, I don't know what you think about that, Sting, Seek and Destroy. Um... It, it 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 wouldn't be on my list. It that's blindsided me big time because I wouldn't have thought that would have been on your list at all. Um, but I've sent you the video, haven't I? Of yeah. of of when I was there, and there's a moment where I have to put the camera onto my arm, and it's just the bumpiest of goosebumps. Um, I've seen Metallica play this song live. I've seen them at festivals. I've seen them at arena gigs and all the stadium gigs and all that sort of stuff. Um, it had the same effect at Wembley in a wrestling show than it does than it did live at a gig. Um, I lost my fucking mind. I lost my shit when the first couple of bars started playing. Um, one of the yeah, one of the one of their best one of their best songs. It was nineteen eighty three. For fuck's sake, Kill 'Em All album come out, mate. It was like, yeah. it was their, their first album. And what's what's that? That's a long time ago. What forty years? Yeah, oh, fucking hell, forty years, forty years old, and it's still. Still banging, still banging today. So, dude, that's a fucking shout and a half. That is, that's a great shout. There we go. Great shout. Metallica is one of my favorite bands of all time. So, I'm not going to argue against Metallica at all. Um, yeah. So, yes, that's my number three. Sting. Some kind of monster shout that is, mate. Some kind of monster shout. Metallica fans will get that. There we go. Let's go. Okay, so moving on to my number two, almost at the business end. And we all know that Undertaker is my favourite wrestler ever, okay, in terms of the entire, entire thing. And this is one of the, when he changed from, like, the dead man to, like, sort of the American badass gimmick. It's not rolling, which people would have think they are. It's, you're going to pay. It, that, that's, oh! It's like, dead man walking. You've yeah. done it now. I just think, again, if you listen to the lyrics, it, it just it got his character just right. I, again, it's on the playlist in my car. It's, 
a lot of these ones are sort of left field a little bit you know the, the billy gun ones the christians even this one i think it's that's it's similar type of vibe in terms of just the, the sort of cadence of of the song as well it just i think it fits it's it might not be in everyone's it might not be in anyone's list which is absolutely fine and that's cool i mean <laughs> he's are wrong but that's fine yeah. but for me it's again it it all comes down down to that pop right it's the dead man walking and it's the footsteps as well you know it's sick yeah it's just little things like that that just for me it it, that's what that's what sets a good entrance music from a a fucking epic entrance music you know it's that those little bits and pieces that you just put in yeah so yeah for me you're going to pay by the undertaker again we will have things playing um, in between, like us talking and stuff, so you you hear what we're talking about the first like five, six, seven seconds. But yes, my number two is you're going to pay by for the Undertaker. Great shout, mate. Fair play, fair play. Who done it? Is it a Jim Johnston one? It is yeah. Johnston yeah, it's one. Jim Johnston one. Yeah, oh, fair play. That's of course, cool. Yeah, it's a Jim Johnston one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. Like sometimes because that was when they were doing like loads of albums, weren't they? They were doing yeah. like fucking hell. Yeah. Cool, mate. That's that's sick. Yeah, <laughs> I like the. I love the. I said earlier on, didn't I? That dead man walking. Dead dish, man dish, dish. It's wicked. Yeah, You've cool, done man. It now. Cool <laughs> as fuck. Okay, Hawks. I've got a feeling. I've got a really, really strong feeling. We're gonna have the same number one again. I really do. Yeah, I've got. I've got a sneaky suspicion. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, moving on to your number two, Hoxie. Here we go. Business end of it now. Here we go. My number two. New new, new World Order. The New World Order theme yeah. tune. I it's it's on my gym playlist. It's been on my gym playlist on my on my fucking Spotify literally since the first day I got Spotify, however many years ago it was. Um, it's one of my favourite, um, like stables. They 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 changed the business, all that sort of stuff. Whatever. It's just the way it makes me feel. Just a perfect 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 song at the perfect time for the perfect people doing the perfect shit being cool as fuck the black and white the the, the slow-mo the fucking you know what i mean the yeah. the this <laughs> this public announcement is paid for by the new world new order world. just like yeah. I just all that shit was just fucking so good it was brilliant um yeah i i, I can't i i can't really say much more else it just because I, do, I just love it that's bottom line i love the nwo theme yeah it was uh, sick it's cool it's awesome i love it yeah the, the nwo so I, I said the edge was the last one to be taken off my list this was the second like after it like before just before yeah. edge that was also taken off my list i think for me it, it's yeah the music itself is great but it's the entire it's the entire piece it's the sort of overlay on your screen of the black and white and like seeping down I just think that's fucking so cool. It's just it links everything together so good, and the guitar is just so good, right? It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Because it, there's it's a there's a sample, um, 
it, it's it's like sampled of a couple of songs, um, and one of the the main the main sample the do the do 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 there's a bit and it was it, they used to use you know on on like some of the television shows and stuff they have like generic music for like TV like like or adverts or whatever it was part of the Turner Library. Um, so there's like this footage of like film, like TV shows from Turner and stuff, like TBS or whatever, before the NWO, like using that music in the background and stuff. It's crazy. It's really weird. Like it's proper. It's proper odd. It's, um, I can't remember what, what it's called, but yeah, there's there's um, Jeff Hardy's music and Hardcore Holly's music's been used on on yeah. some of the networks TV and stuff because obviously they, they don't own rights to it or whatever, and it was just generic music, but. They, like this, it's weird when you see it being used like something different, like completely like I don't, like, I don't know, like a fucking gardening show or something. It's got like half <laughs> the New World Order music playing. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? But it's it's so cool. I love it. Like when they came back to the WWE as well, like but the, before the before the Mania uh, match yeah. with the Rock and all that, and him coming out and just yeah, it was just sick, sick. New World Order. It's like like you could go a hundred, two hundred years in the future, right? And you play a bit of the music. No, don't, don't, no context whatsoever. You play a bit of the music that we've talked about, NWO, and they'll know what it's about. You know, they'll they'll know the yeah. group because it, it's it's that direct link to it's written in history, isn't it? Right? Yeah, you know, it, it's written like in the history. The D Generation X. Are you ready? It's like the real American yeah. Hulk Hogan. You know, that sort of shit will always be remembered in the industry, and I think that's a phenomenal thing to say. So interesting. NWO, like I say, it's on my wider list, of course it is, uh, but it's not on my top 10 or top 11 when we talk about um, honourable mentions, and that's where we are now, everybody that's listening. So we do our top 10, but we have a bit of a cheat. We we always have an honourable mention, something that we would love to be on the list, but it doesn't quite make it. So it gives us an 11th choice, basically, so we are cheating. Um, <laughs> so, Hoxie, your honourable mention for your top 10 wrestling theme tunes. I've got like twenty five of them. Am I allowed to do that? Is that a... <laughs> um, this is going to take you completely by surprise? I know this. I haven't done it because of this. I've done it because I fucking love this song, and I was it was the perfect part for me to get this in as an honourable mention. This is probably this is probably if I was to put it on my list, it would be quite high up. Believe it or not, um, it's the root of all evil, Alistair Black. Um, that guitar riff, that ding, 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 let's go, like, you know, <laughs> like the, yeah. the, the platform would sit him up, like stand him up. Um, I'm not saying it because of the entrance, if you know what I mean, but just the whole thing. No one is ever truly good. Like, it's so good. 
I, I, I like a bit of metal anyway. You might, you might already know. Um, you might have, to, you might have found that out. But um, <laughs> just, it's sick. It's so sick. Um, it's on my my playlist, like my wrestling playlist, the gym playlist thing. Um, whenever I'm, I need to get in the mood to fucking go and like lift something heavy, I'll whack that on and let's just get involved. Like that fucking heavy thrash metal fucking. Oh, like the lyrics are so cool as well. I just, it's fucking so good. It's so good. I love it. Root of all evil. It's a banger. It's a banger. Um, if you haven't heard it, obviously there'll be a, there'll be a, um, a, what you call it, like a little clip or something, you know what I mean? Like playing in the background, but go out, you can only play seven seconds max. Yeah. Go, go out and, and have a, and have a proper listen to it. Like in its entirety, it's fucking so sick. It's we're so gonna, sick. We're going to put all these songs onto a playlist anyway, and I'll put that. And as I said, I'll put, tweet it out, and I'll also uh, put it on our YouTube channel. On, I'll pin the comment. That's absolutely fine. Now, "Root of All Evil" by Alistair, uh, for Alistair Black is not on my list, and it wasn't even on my wider list. Um, no. So, dude, like the lyrics for the second verse, I'm just going to read this out. It's wicked. Like you point your finger and play the victim. So take your best shot. Release the pressure. You perpetrate your propaganda, and now I'm calling you out. And it goes into the fucking riff. It's just like, oh my god, it's fucking go. It's so good. Like oh, it's wicked. Oh, and it, it matches it matched his shit as well. It's like, yeah. come on then, let's fucking have it. Like you want to talk shit, I'll kick your fucking head off. Sick. If, if rumors are true, we may be hearing that in WWE once more, Hoxie. There's so it would be that... it would be good. It would be yeah. good because they dropped the fucking they dropped the shit with they him as well. It. So yeah, yeah. 100%. he's a great, great guy. Phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Your boy can go. Okay, okay. So my honourable mention. I don't know if you've noticed. I have an accent. Right. This goes out to everybody out here. Dude. Okay. Sorry. Yep. Go on. Okay. Go on. You knew go this on. was coming. Because uh, it was nearly my honourable mention. Oh no way! That's amazing. So I'm a Scotsman, and <laughs> I love a bit of bagpipes. It is hot rod, rowdy roddy piper. Now, as a Scotsman, there is nothing better than the bagpipes. So if you go to a football match, if you go to rugby, if you go to any sporting event at all, it gives you goosebumps, honestly. it's I, I can't tell you, I can't put across how sort of emotional it is. Now, now we talked about Roddy Piper um, a few episodes ago, and we both got quite emotional about him, right? Because yep. he is one of the greatest of all times. You know, he is, he is just awesome. Absolutely brilliant. We need, we, we need a bed of bagpipes playing behind this, this segment, mate. That's what we need. <laughs> I mean, I know, what's amazing is I, can, I, can, I can do that. I mean, because it's yeah. just bagpipe music, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. but yeah, it's this, it, it, it linked his character. Obviously it was Roddy, Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper. He wore the kill, etc. but that's fine. But as a Scotsman, there is absolutely nothing better than to listen to bagpipe music. Now, a lot of people think, oh, it's just fucking noise. And do I know something? Go and fuck yourself. It's one of the greatest sounds in the world. It, it is 
I, I, I'm not, I'm not listening to it just now, but I genuinely have goosebumps just now, just thinking about mm-hmm. it. That's how good it is. It's, dude, I'm not even Scottish, and I'm there with you, mate. Genuinely, I'm there with you. I haven't got a Scottish bone in my body or any Scottish heritage. I don't think I'm sure of it. Um, but yeah, I'm there with you. Do, do I know what's really good about the, the hot rod? <laughs> it's whenever you listen to things like Highland Cathedral and stuff. It, obviously, the bagpipe is, is is the major part of it, right? But mm-hmm. even in hot rod. It's the it's the military drumming, you know. It's the, the drums, drrr, yeah. It's that yeah. starting point, and you just know it's going to be something absolutely outstanding. The um, way it builds to that main sort of like part as well. It's crescendo, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't say any more. Yeah, Roddy Piper, Hot Rod, my honourable mention. If I didn't say it, I would lose my sportsman card. So you know, as well. I, I, I genuinely. There was, there was. Th- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you three. Not to say that I'm getting three in, but the, my three were Root of All Evil, Roddy Piper, and it's it was the Iron Shakes music, but it was the, <laughs> but it was the Sultan's music from when he was Rikishi and the Sultan. All right. Um, okay. I think it's like Desert something, Red Desert or something or whatever. But um, and I I I scribbled out. Well, I didn't scribble it. I like deleted it off my phone notes. Um, Roddy Piper, because I just oh. love the Alistair Black one. But mate, that's crazy. That's so crazy. I'm so that's good. crazy, mate. That one of my favourite wrestling moments is when he comes out at WrestleMania at, at SummerSlam '92 um, with with all the all the yeah. guys and does the does the spot with the bagpipes. Um, he's playing them as well. It's fucking cool. Yeah, but it's so yeah. Cool. I just he just it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. it makes me emotional. Yeah, it's class. Yeah. Class. <sighs> Awesome. Oh, so, yes, that's my mention. Love that. Right, okay. Love it. <laughs> Before we reveal our number one, now Hoxie seems to think we might have the same one. I, I've got a feeling that we probably do as well. I, 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 I'm not wanting to do a one, two, three, just in case no, we don't. Just in case. Yeah. So, that's fine. Um, but what we usually do now is we'll read through our list from ten to honourable mention before we reveal number one. I'll go first, Hoxie. So my number ten was Unstable by The Ultimate Warrior. Number nine was Wrecked by well, I say by McFoley for McFoley. Number eight, I've got it all, the one Billy Gun. Number seven, just close your eyes, Christian. Number six was Real American, Hulk Hogan. Number five, Are You Ready? DX. Number four was Sexy Boy Shawn Michaels, not on Hoxie's list. Number three was Sting's Seek and Destroy. Number two was You're Gonna Pay, The Undertaker, and my honourable mention, Hot Rod for Roddy Piper. Hoxie. So my number 10 is Bad Street USA, Fabulous Freebirds. Um, number nine, Bret Hart, Heart Attack. Number eight, Evolution Theme, which um, is Motorhead. Number seven, Real American, Hulk Hogan. Number six, The Dark Side Theme for The Undertaker. Number five, Metalingus, Edge. Number four, D-Generation X. Uh, number three, Color Personality, CM Punk. And number two, the New World Order theme, and my honourable mention, Root of All Evil, Alistair Black. Perfect. Okay. So I'm going to, as, as my turn, uh, number one for me is this This music starts, it's all about the pop. It's that pop music. When this happens, you know shit's going to go down. And it's the glass breaking, I won't do what you tell me, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. Number one. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah. It has to be, right? Yeah. 
the glass the rush, right? The bigger, yep. biggest superstar in WWE, well, the biggest superstar in wrestling ever. That gra- glass smash is just different gravy, right? Yeah, like you say, as soon as as soon as that happens, you know, you know, shit's going down, or something is something memorable's about to happen. Someone's going to get their fucking head kicked in. You know what I mean? Like some shit is going down, and it's going to be, it's going to be either brilliant, it's going to be brutal, or it's going to be funny. And it's yep. yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. there's, again, we talked about sort of mem- memorable <laughs> moments with that associated with it. I mean, there's a couple yep. that comes to mind. So it's the actual when the glass smashes the the Austin three sixteen skull on glass actually smashing, and he walks out of it. That always yes. comes to my head when you hear it. Madison Square Garden was it? Yep. Yeah, uh, the one where it was the invasion angle, and he was at the um, at the bar playing pool, and then he goes fucking crazy when he, he hears like um, classy Freddie Blassie doing his promo, and then he comes back and beats fuck out of everybody, and then he he, he walks down to the ring after the glass smashes, and you know, oh my god, he's talking, he's walking, this is the old Stone Cold, you know, it's, it's <laughs> that sort of shit. It's just, it's ju- it's just. Yeah. You associate it with absolute greatness because he was the greatest, right? It's in terms of superstar, the perfect. Again, we talk about it. Everybody that we've talked about on this list are absolute legends in their own right, and they need to have a legendary song. And this is it for Stone Cold. That's yeah, it. yeah. For me, one of my favorite moments is, and it doesn't necessarily involve like Stone Cold, like winning a match or like winning everything or going over anything. It's the bit where Mick Foley, where Mick Foley wins his first title on Raw, and all that schmoz is going on when he, he wrestles The Rock. That I, I would say, my I'm getting fucking goosebumps thinking about it. It's just literally all over me now. Um, that's probably one of the biggest pops of all time. The reaction as soon as that glass smashes, and you know Stone Cold's going to come down and just sort everything out, and then Mankind wins. Like Mick Foley wins the title. Like that is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite all time favorite moments in wrestling. Um, and it was, and it it starts with that that glass smash, and he comes like see so walks down to the ring, and he's just fucking chewing, like he's just talking and strutting and just fucking no one's going to get in his way like some of the the greatest matches of all time like obviously we, we've talked about wrestlemania 17 fucking at length um like that i know it's a different version or whatever it's you know what i mean but it's it's yeah stone cold's music's fucking it's, sick it's all based on the same thing sick so 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 good i'm I, I'm, this is probably, I, I mean, obviously, Sean Michaels thing. I thought we were going to go perfect without disagreeing at all. But you know, on the whole, ninety nine percent of these lists, I could easily just transfer your list over to me. You know, I, yeah. got, you know what I mean. It's like, and I think that's <laughs> yeah. That again, it goes to show how similar we are in terms, in terms of our wrestling taste. Um, but yeah, so that, ladies and gentlemen, is our top ten entrance musics in the wrestling business. We've rated them from ten to one, with an honourable mention. We want to hear what your list is. Okay, email us wrestlemark ten at gmail dot com at mark underscore out of ten. Comment on our YouTube channel. Um, eventually, we're going to get our website up and running. Everything will be there. We're going to put blogs up. It's going to be great. We're going to put it 
all these music um, lists into a Spotify playlist and I'll add that to our Twitter as I said and also our YouTube channel um, if you like the podcast make sure you like it, give it 5 stars etc also share it with a friend, it helps us grow the podcast, it's greatly appreciated next week Hoxie, now I haven't talked this through with you, okay, but I think this links in really well I say we do the top 10 Goosebump Pops yes Yes. yes, 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 yes. So, top yes. ten goosebump pop in wrestling. Okay, so it could be from any era. It could be from anything at all within wrestling. It doesn't need to be one specific promotion. So, are you happy with that? I am more than happy with that. We've talked about a few of them tonight, probably. So, yep. uh, yeah, It'd certainly be in discussion. I think. Uh, yeah, thank you, terribly. This has been a sort of long one. If you enjoy us talking, like I say, the the wrestling news, current affairs. Um, good, because we're going to do that a bit more. So that, that's what it is. Um, if you've got any news that you want us to talk through, let us know again all the socials that we've talked about before. Thank you to everybody that's hang on, hung on to the end to listen to us um, talk shit about wrestling, Hoxie. It's been great fun. Yeah, so we, we got some good feedback like this week. People saying, like, like I could listen to you guys fucking chat about current stuff and news and stuff like about wrestling. And it's really nice to hear that. Really nice to get some feedback and stuff because we we at the end of the day we're just fans giving our opinion and and talking about stuff from different perspectives or whatever. But this is what it's all about, and I love doing this. It's good fun, really good fun. I like my week, and this list is probably probably my favourite list that I've done so far, just because of all the feels it's gave me. So um, it's a good Definitely. one, and I'm very very much looking forward to next week, mate. I'm all it's over that. Be good. So yeah, yeah. I, man- I managed to. Get it in there without even talking it over with you. That that works for me. Yep, that works for me. (laughs) Don't you worry about that. Awesome. Well, that's us done for the evening. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. Over to you, Hoxie. Yeah, cheers, guys. Love you. Bye!